Shit, do we need to reshare that link? A, a new link now? Fuck. Uh, I don't know. I hope not. Okay. Um, Going back to the page now to see. Um, no, but she'll, still showing as the same link. Okay, thank God. It says, it says we're live, but started eight minutes ago, so that's the only one going. Okay. Um, ooh, and there we go. Yep, my audio's coming through now because it started playing on my phone when I went to share it again. And uh, I could hear me. All right. Uh, back to sharing out to groups. Um, fuck, where was I? There we go. All right, so we, we appear to be back. Um, that was really distracting. I don't even know what happened. I don't fucking know. That was strange. Oh, thank you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, anyway, into the, into the news. Once I, there we go. I pulled it back up on my phone to make sure that I can still see it. Anyway, so to the news, the five richest men um, have lost almost $100 billion since the first of the year. And uh, that's still not even really the tip of the iceberg of the money that the bourgeois have stolen from us over the last 50 years. Um, experts put the number at like $1.7 trillion. So we're talking about less than one seventeenth of that. So right. I'm curious, is this because of the stock market shit or is this because of people slowing down on buying their shit or what? I mean, it's probably a combination, but what is being reported is that it's due to stock sell-offs, which we'll get to that. Here, uh, in a, actually, I guess that could be the second thing we cover. Why not? Hang on just a second here. Apparently, Wade can't watch the live stream. What the fuck? Yeah. I am telling him to go to YouTube. Yeah. I, I don't know why he wouldn't be able to see it on Facebook. I can. Well, yeah, I know, but apparently oh, his, uh, he got some sort of pop-up. Oh. Uh, okay. Anyway, stock market stuff, right? I should have put these links in order. Um, yes. So stocks went down today uh, after another volatile day. Yesterday, they, they the NASDAQ dropped like 5 percent and somehow rebounded uh which i can't help but wonder why um anyway 
according to AP News, another volatile bout of trading on Wall Street ended with a broad pullback for Stocks Tuesday as investors grapple with economic red flags and uncertainty over how aggressive the Federal Reserve will be in fighting rising inflation. So all of the rates that were slashed to zero for COVID are no longer at zero. Um, and they're planning on raising interest rates uh, four plus times in 2022. Uh, we don't know. It hasn't been announced how much or how quickly um, these rises will happen. Um, and tech stocks are down more than anything, hence Musk, Gates, and Zuckerberg all losing their asses. Well, relatively speaking. <laughs> losing a, a of their asses, not their whole ass. But, right. I mean, right. a guillotine could be used for slicing off some rump roast. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the, the Federal Reserve is expected to issue its latest policy statement on Wednesday. The pandemic still hovers over the economy and threatens to crimp progress with every new wave. Uh, the IMF cited the Omicron variant as the reason it has downgraded its forecast for global economic growth this year. And why over two years into a pandemic, we still haven't like grasped that it's an issue is beyond me. As soon as they said, oh, Omicron's mild, I was like, uh-oh. <clears throat> and I mean, since we've been seeing hospitals over capacity, we've been seeing uh, services not operating. We've been seeing uh, stores not being stocked. Everything that conservatives say will happen under communism is happening under capitalism. And they still don't even want to admit there's an issue. Of course not. They want to pretend like capitalism is still functional. It's not. And let's also talk about what's spurring inflation, right? Because it all comes down to the Federal Reserve, right? Um, all of this quantitative easing last year, or year before last, I guess. Um, I mean, the first week that uh, government officials were even talking about COVID, the bourgeoisie received $6 trillion pumped straight into the market. No interest. But then we're supposed to believe that higher wages are the reason for inflation. Or we're supposed to believe that the $1,400 stimulus is the reason for inflation. And we're or still we're not supposed to believe stuff is inflation that is really just price gouging because all of these corporations are reporting record fucking profits. That's not inflation. That's exploitation. Well, capitalism itself is exploitation. And I mean, ultimately, the end result is the same. It is still inflation. It's just on purpose. It's artificial. Inflation. Money is artificial. Of course, it's. All of it is. But I'm just saying, they're they're pretending that like, oh, this is just a result of the market. Motherfuckers, you are reporting record profits. For like two years straight. Right. Hiking prices, trying to say you need to, to justify costs, when really you don't, because if you did, you wouldn't be seeing bigger profit margins than you had been. Right. 
Uh, Wade, I just wanted to say welcome back. I'm glad that you were able to get on not Facebook. Welcome. Should I call it fascist book? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Um, also, since we have been having issues with Facebook, uh, I'd like to take the opportunity to uh, invite you to forweareMany.org. We unfortunately do not have the live streams there all the time, which I guess, to be fair, I could, uh, you know, have uh, Trisha um, read some of this while I... Uh, get that set up because I, I have been really bad about that. But you can find us on Twitch or YouTube as well if we're having issues on Facebook. Um, you know, feel free to seek us out in our on other platforms because, uh, as you can see by today's stream alone, we've had some issues. All right. Um, All right. Well, you go take care of that. I will dive into this piece here. Um, another volatile bout of trading on Wall Street ended with a broad pullback for stocks Tuesday. As I read that part already. Oh, you did too. I mean, yeah, the, the first two paragraphs I read. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let me I should have said that before here. I um, had you just jump in. Sorry. Yep. Yep, there we go. Now I'm where you left off. The 500 fell 1.2% after having been down as much as 2.8%. The benchmark index has been falling steadily all month and is now down 9.2% from the all-time high it set January 3rd. The Dow Jones Industrial Average slipped 0.2% and the tech-heavy Nasdaq gave up 2.3%. Uh, higher inflation has been squeezing businesses and customers and the Federal Reserve is expected to combat it in 2022 by raising interest rates. Gee, big surprise there. Um, investors fear that the Fed could either be moving too late or be too aggressive. Uh, the central bank issues its latest policy statement on Wednesday. The virus pandemic still hovers over the economy and threatens to crimp progress with every new wave. The International Monetary Fund cited the Omicron variant as the reason it has downgraded its forecast for global economic growth this year. And a potential conflict between Russia and Ukraine threatens to push energy prices even higher while forcing more countries to focus on fighting a war instead of inflation and COVID. Wall Street is dealing with signs of slowing economic growth because of COVID and a Fed that can't really go back on what it said it would do said very Bannister, chief equity strategist at Stifle. The market has come to terms with that, and that's a big deal, he said. Fiscal and monetary tightening together is tough on financial assets when they're coming off a rip-roaring party from stimulus. <coughs> uh, still, the fact that the major stock indexes came off their lows of the day could be a sign that some investors are betting that a dimmer outlook for economic growth may prompt the Fed to take a more measured approach to rising interest rates. Uh, weaker economic growth projections have contributed to investors breathing a sigh of relief that the Fed won't have to be overly aggressive, said Sam Stovall, the chief invest strategist at CFRA. Uh, the S&P fell 53.68 uh, points. Uh, this week, the index has come within striking distance of entering a quote-unquote correction, 
which among market watchers means a drop of 10% from a peak. The Dow fell 66.77 points. The blue chip index had been down 818 points in morning trading. The NASDAQ fell 315.83 points. The index had initially slumped 3.2%. It entered a correction last week and is now down more than 15% from its high set on November 19th. Uh, Small company stocks also lost ground. The Russell 2000 index fell 29.48 points or 1.5%. Major indexes had a similar start to trading on Monday and were down most of the day before a late buying spree pushed them to a higher close. That rebound may have been just a head fake, Bannister said, adding that more declines are likely in store for the market. Even though the S&P 500 managed to eke out a gain after its roller coaster ride on Monday, a measure of nervousness on Wall Street known as the VIX index remained high. Uh, That suggests stress is continuing to grow in the system with markets in a high-speed spin cycle. Strategists at uh, UBS wrote in their report, Futures contracts related to the VIX, meanwhile, indicate investors are preparing for a high level of volatility in the near term, but less in ensuing months. That's a flip from their typical behavior last year. Technology stocks, again, led the losses as investors worry about rising interest rates. The higher interest rates tend to make shares in high-flying tech companies and other expensive growth stocks less attractive. And Microsoft, for example, fell 2.7%. Retailers and communications companies also fell. Home Depot went down 1.3%. Netflix fell 5.4%. Uh, U.S. crude oil prices rose 2.7% and helped send energy stocks higher. The Occidental Petroleum jumped 8.1%. American Express surged 8.9% uh, for the biggest gain in the S&P 500 after the credit card company reported that its fourth quarter earnings rose 20% from a year earlier. The bond yields rose. Um, yield on 10-year treasury rose from 1.78 or rose to 1.78 from 1.74% late on Monday. So uh impacts across the board there. Um and I'm not surprised that um American Express had a surge. Mm-hmm. Seems credit card companies uh, regardless of what happened happens on the, you know, Wall Street stuff, they still fucking make sure they make their money because that's all coming straight out of your pocket. Got on mute. It sure is coming straight out of our pockets, though, and it always has been. Yep. Um, I have the link. I, I thought that I did paste it, but maybe I only put it in the group chat. I just posted the link to for wearemany.org if you want to watch it there. It's the same as watching it on YouTube. It's just the embedded YouTube video. Um, but, you know, any traffic to the website helps. 
pushes us higher in search engines and things like that. Um, Yeah. website does that enable the commenting through YouTube to to or do people actually um if if they if they go if they click it and go like to YouTube instead of watching it in the embedded player then they'll have the comments otherwise they can comment which it won't show on our feed on the screen but they can also comment on our website Right, with with one of our website accounts, yeah. Yes. Um, and obviously, if anybody does that, we'll get a notifications on our phone and shit. Um, doesn't happen very often, though. Anyway, so... Uh, let's see. I kind of feel like the next thing that we should talk about is World War Three. Fucking A. <laughs> uh, do we want to start with uh, Taiwan or Ukraine? Fuck it. Either one. No matter. Let's go with Taiwan. All right. This is some here. serious fuckery. This is some serious fuckery. We're over there starting shit. Well, not us, but, you know, the U.S. government. Those, those fucks that don't represent us. They're over there um, making aggressive military moves, which, you know, we've been talking about for some time that they were setting stuff up to have um, submarines off of the coast of Australia to, you know, try to roll up on China, trying to, you know, defend Taiwan wrongfully. Um And so this article that I just sent you, it's from CNN. So obviously, uh, while we're talking about it, we're going to take that into account. Um, right. But this this graphic right at the top, I guess I could screen share that. Huh? That might help. This uh, graphic right at the top here is the official Taiwan Ministry of Defense graphic showing where the Chinese warplanes threw. Apparently there was 39 of them is uh, what I read previously. As you see, they literally just kind of edged Taiwan's airspace there. I mean, they didn't really fly over Taiwan, which is how it's been, you know, talked about. All right. Um, they were just fucking reminding the U.S. war machine, like, hey, <laughs> we're still here because this is still part of China. Like, get the fuck off our lawn. Or rather, our shores, in this case. Actually, I shouldn't have stopped that screen share yet, because here is the U.S. Navy bragging about it. Weak. Amphibious ready groups. You mean amphibious aggressive groups? 
Supporting a hashtag. There's a hashtag on this. A hashtag free and open Indo-Pacific. Oh, that's really loud. That's really loud. Sorry. I mean, they're literally bragging about it on social media. This is... What's free and open about any of that? Yeah. I've never known anything free and open to come under militant force like that of aggression on somebody else's shit. That's some imperialist shit. Freedom! But make sure you spell it right. F-R-E-E-D-U-M-B. Anywho. A U.S. Navy statement said the massive warships was conducting training. I almost forgot, too. I saw a Business Insider article the other day talking about resurrecting... I forget the class, but a class of battleships, the most recent to be retired. We haven't... We retired battleships because we don't fight like that anymore. So, like, for Business Insider to be pushing this... I think speaks volumes to the situation right now, which I mean, of course they're going to support it because you know, they are, um, I forgot what the hell I was trying to say. Wow. CNN, <laughs> but China's ruling Chinese communist party which is not correct, by the way. It is not and never has been the CCP. It is the CPC. It is the Communist Party of China. <laughs> anyway. Another stupid. Anyway. Um, yeah. Views the self-ruled island as part of its territory, despite having never controlled it. That's so, like... Fault. Have the, has, lie, have the editors <laughs> at CNN just like never opened a history book? Taiwan has been a province of China for over a millennium. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. This, this is ridiculous. Oh, you've had some decades of time where, you know, it's under the temporary control of some capitalist fucks that got ran out of China because they weren't being allowed to explain anymore. And they want to pretend like they're their own fucking country now. Um, the only reason Taiwan is recognized as an independent nation is because the United States recognized them as an independent nation after the Chinese bourgeoisie fled the revolution to the island. Yeah. So and they they you, they keep calling it the democratic island. Right, it's it's not it's the bourgeoisie escape island. And um that US education fucking lied to you cuz once again, it's been to China for a thousand fucking years. Uh, James asked, what about North Korea launching more missiles? Um, this all ties together, you guys. Um, mm-hmm. But the Democratic People's Republic of Korea has been testing more missiles. Um, 
I mean, due to tightening of the embargo, tightening of sanctions, um, and threats from the West. I mean, ultimately, I'm not, I, once again, I'm not trying to say that like Kim Jong-un is a fantastic leader and that he's got the people's interests at heart all of the time. But what I am saying here is that <laughs> regardless of whether or not the West agrees with their rule, they have the right to defend themselves. And I mean, North Korea is not very far from China. North Korea is right. not all that far from Taiwan. Right. So, this is uh, direct aggression that, of course, they're going to be like, wait a minute. Now you're in our backyard, too. I just love to know why the fuck the U.S. military seems to think they even have the right to just storm around the planet like this. Like, we told you to do this. Nobody gives a fuck. Um, moving on in the... the Sorry, go ahead. Just gonna say the the schism there and that level of self-importance is fucking disturbing. America, fuck yeah. Coming to save the motherfucking day, yeah. Anyway. You're absolutely right, Wade. The U.S. has been fronting historically communist countries a lot lately. Um... That being said, so is Putin. He's been buddying up to Venezuela and Cuba, which, I mean, not that they've ever had bad relations. Um, but, you know, they're kind of holding their, pulling their allies closer. And Wade also followed that with this coming on the heels of the rise of worldwide communism. And, yeah. Yep. I'm, I mean, we've seen... Uh, a pretty significant increase in, well, maybe not our numbers, but, you know, like leftist thought in the West. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's part of why we've been trying to, like, dispel some Red Scare propaganda recently. Um, right. I mean, if, if you haven't noticed, we've kind of let our guard down about you know, talking about Stalin's work. Um, mm -hmm. We've, and, and that's not to say that he's perfect either. Critiques can be had, but if you're parroting imperialist propaganda, I'm not mm -hmm. listening. Right, because it's most likely inaccurate. If it's in the little black book of communism, it's inaccurate. It's Red Scare propaganda. Exactly. <coughs> um, anyway, uh, The Guardian has a live feed uh, pertaining to the Ukraine situation. Um, I just dropped that in the chat for you, Trisha, and I'm going to drop that in the comments for everybody else. If you want to follow along with this after we're off the air... Um, I mean, it's still Western media, but it's it's... At least the Guardian, and not like CNN. 
And to be fair, the Guardian's pretty fucking based. There was an article I was reading of theirs not too long ago where they repeatedly pointed out that the U.S. government is fucking illegitimate. And I was just like, yeah. (laughs) So six hours ago, Biden said there would be, quote, enormous consequences for Russia if Ukraine is invaded. Um, But I also wanted to, this is not from this article, but it is kind of important to talk about. Uh, PBS NewsHour earlier today said, Ukraine believes Russian invasion is not imminent, but Western allies remain concerned. Um, And and what's sparking all of this is that there's, uh, well, supposedly more than, but roughly 100,000 Russian troops deployed near the nation's northern and eastern borders. Um, And despite new announcements of Russian training exercises. Uh, The West considers an invasion as imminent and the fear is being felt on Ukraine's front lines. Um, But they're, they're talking to Ukrainian soldiers uh, in this, this interview. I guess I could give you the link to this too. Um, I am going to put your comment right there, Wade, because, yeah, I've seen it a lot lately as well. Um, here we go. Back to the story. Um, on the front lines of an eight-year-old war, of course, referring to when Russia annexed Crimea in spring 2014, Um In eastern Ukraine, Ukrainian soldiers skirmish daily with Russian-backed separatists. So what you're saying is that... (laughs) Of course, we're going to call them Russian-backed. But, like, they're referring to the portion of the Ukrainian population that wants to rejoin Russia. Which doesn't seem to be any sort of small number. Um, anyway, since the right, spring well, of I 20, mean, the, the people there have suffered since the fall of the red block greatly, greatly suffered, you know, their, their, everything has gone to shit. So once again, Putin was not wrong in saying it's a failed state. It, it is. And the people who live there are fucking sick of it. Yeah, actually there was a, I guess I can pull that up and see if there's anything uh, worth bringing up. But they were talking about it in... uh... Oh, wow. So... I don't know, Nathan, if you are in the comments, which I assume you are, he sent a screenshot about shadow bans, uh, and he can't go live, advertise, and posts will be moved lower in newsfeed for at least 90 days. Can't go live for 25, can't advertise for 25, posts will be moved lower in newsfeed for at least 90 days. That is the shadow ban we are talking about. Anyway. Um, 
Also, the Pentagon said 8,500 U.S. troops are placed on heightened alert to deploy to Ukraine if necessary. Um, let's see. Okay, hold on. Uh, um, joining so with NATO. Nathan... Uh, wait, 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 Wade. There we go. Said notice that the U S has been fronting on countries that at least historically have been friendly to communism. He said that in the comments as well, but Nathan said, don't get me wrong. Russia is definitely the aggressor here with the Ukraine, but that doesn't mean the United States has a right to arm either side or have a dog in the fight. And, right. uh, Wade said it could be used to bring back a post Patriot act flavor of McCarthyism. And that's exactly what I expect out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and Nathan said, I'm pretty sick of liberals being like, but this time it's warranted or this time it's different whenever the U S starts some shit with another country. And then Wade pointed out Ukraine is neo-Nazi. The Ukraine has been extremely right wing since the fall of the Soviet bloc, just like, uh, just like Poland. Right. And the regular people there are, are not digging that. And then Nathan said, oh, totally. Ukraine is straight fascist. So, of course, the U.S. would be like, let's help them out. Right. And then Wade and, added. Well, the rest of NATO, too. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, and Wade added, since the U.S. is fascist with lipstick. Uh, okay, so one more thing. It's one imperialist nation going up against another imperialist nation, and they both seem to think their way is correct. I want to interject in the middle of his statement there to say that Lenin wrote about this, actually, and that's what defines capitalist imperialism. That's what caused World War I. That's what caused World War II. And Lenin warned about it before either one happened. Um. Mm. If, if you would like a, another little tidbit to make you cringe, Mitch McConnell said the Biden administration is, quote, moving in the right direction with its response to Russia's troop buildup. Now, when a fucking straight up GOP fascist is like, yeah, go Biden, we got a problem. <laughs> but it, it also highlights exactly what we've been telling you guys for a long time, and that's it. Democrats and Republicans are two heads of the same fucking monster. They're both neoliberalist fucking fascists and fucking both. Um, there's just another case in point of evidence there. Uh, um, so Nathan went on to say, I don't really care for either of them. I wish that Putin would step down and allow a worker state to flourish. They long for the glory days of the USSR. And I... I He's absolutely spot on there, but the only thing that I'd like to add is that Russia is not your typical imperialist nation. Uh, I mean, at least in ideology, Putin is largely anti-imperialist. That doesn't mean that he doesn't act like one from, from time to time, and that is problematic, but... Uh, I mean, he also There's, called the the greatest geopolitical calamity in history was the fall of the USSR. Right. And there is a difference between them leaving the door open for 
states like Ukraine to go, yeah, we'd like to rejoin Russia versus the real imperialist shit, like what the U.S. is doing, of going and building fucking military bases in every fucking place they can squeeze one out of and literally fucking therefore forming military colonies in those places. So that's pretty hypocritical for anybody who is a, you know, pro-U.S. motherfucker to point that finger and forget they got three more pointing back to themselves. Just saying. On that note, I'll be right back. I got to turn the AC off. It's getting too cold in here. Give me just a second. I don't know what's going on with my video right now. It's... On. I think that I just had a power issue and now can you guys hear me? I can hear you, Rob. Okay, well, that's a plus. I don't know what's going on with my video, though. I just had some sort of power issue in here and everything went dark for a minute and i'm glad that i have audio but my camera is not working now Uh, all right. James said, pull out of one place after 20 years, have to find somewhere else to send people or no reason to ask for more tanks and guns. Yeah, exactly. That's the goddamn truth. Exactly. And I mean, we're talking about mm-hmm. the largest military budget on earth every year. Right. Bigger than like the next 20 to 25 countries combined, if I remember right. I'd have to look it up. It's kind of wavered between 20 and 25 for a long time. But either way, like, (laughs) entire coalitions of other countries wouldn't be able to fucking match our military spending. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Um. Wade went on to say, we need Lenin, we need Stalin, we need Mao, we need Castro, we need Che, we need Malcolm X, we need Newton and Seal, we need Hampton, we need Sankara, but we don't have them. So we must be the revolutionaries we need. Um, I'm once again going to throw out this Grace Lee Boggs quote. We are the leaders that we've been waiting for. Goddamn right. Uh, Caitlin said, still trying to dig into how much of this centers around the European energy crisis. And I would be willing to bet a lot because like Uh most, a lot of Germany's power comes from Russian natural gas. Yep. Uh, And I'm not saying it's just Germany actually, because one of the stories that we will be talking about is, um, um, power cuts in Britain. Um, the energy crisis, the, the, the gas crisis is leading to blackouts 
uh, and emergency supplies alerts in uh, Britain. But we'll get back to that in a minute. <clears throat> Where the hell even was I? I don't know. I'm, I, right. The, the Guardian Ukraine <laughs> deal. That's where it was. Uh, all right. So. Oh, well, this, yeah, this is on the side. This doesn't have to do with Ukraine, but a Michigan judge has declined to dismiss charges against five men of, uh, accused of plotting to kidnap Governor Whitmer. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, Jesus. Biden plans to host auto executives at the White House tomorrow. Yeah. Does that show who he works for yet? Yes. <laughs> I am really confused what Pelosi seeking re-election has to do with the Ukraine, though. I don't know. I saw that noted on a few of the Ukraine articles too. Um, and I'm not sure, but yes, the, the whole energy situation in Europe is related because um, they're, they're saying they're worried that Russia will cut off its oil and natural gas supplies to Europe and stuff. And it's like, well, sure. If you keep shitting on their lawn, Um, (laughs) national covid deaths are at their highest in the past year that's also unrelated but uh uh the number of reported covid19 deaths reached a seven-day average of 2191 people per day Oh, hello, Chelsea. Hi. You get to be the video one. Oh, there's there's Trisha. I don't know what's going on with uh, with my video here. It's really weird that you're all having problems. I mean, I'm not. I'm on Krista right now, so I don't have a problem. But oh my god! Hey, <laughs> it's because are. I came. <laughs> I was yeah. watching no. Munich Edge of War, and then Kyle decided to take a phone call. So now I'm here. <laughs> right. Welcome. Uh, Wade said, this coming on the heels of mandatory reporting being stopped. Yep, exactly, okay. Wade. So expect those numbers to decrease dramatically. That does not mean the case counts or deaths are actually any lower. Um, anyway, I don't care about Nancy Pelosi's reelection. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Fuck her. Okay. <laughs> um, I saw that and I was just like, mm, nope, not sharing that. Right. Yeah. Hopefully enough of the people who had been supporting her in the last one have woke the fuck up to the fact that she ain't there to represent y'all either and they quit voting for her. I just don't understand how that's not like a natural conclusion to begin with. I mean, like, I was embarrassingly libertarian after I graduated high school, but I still did not trust politicians. 
So I just, I, or billionaires specifically. So I just don't really understand the glorification of any of that. Me either. Um, All right. So Biden said, I I already pointed this out, but uh, Biden said that there will be enormous consequences for Russia if Ukraine is invaded. Uh, White House Press Secretary uh, Jen Psaki confirmed that officials from the State Department and the Pentagon will hold two classified briefings with lawmakers today to provide updates on the situation in Ukraine. Um, And the U.S. is helping prepare for the diversion of natural gas supplies from around the world to Europe in the event that the flow from Russia is cut. So, yeah, it is it is all tied. And NATO can probably just quit using the word solidarity. That just made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. NATO solidarity should be maintained and built upon the approach to Russia's aggressive buildup of troops on the Ukrainian border amid fears of an invasion. Even the wording that they use is like, see Russia bad. Everything. Like, you you can't even try to be non-biased. No, I mean, they want to paint everybody as in fear, but they don't want to let anybody talk about what they're afraid of or what they think should be done about it. Right. It's always like, oh, these poor people and solidarity, but it's like you don't listen to any of them talk. Right. If they were really wanting to provide some solidarity, they would, I don't know, maybe listen to the people's complaints about the fucking Naziist shit that's gone on there ever since the fall of the Red Block that, you know, Ukraine got pushed straight into total fucking fascist rule. And yep, Caitlin, you're correct. Selective solidarity. Right. Wow. Mm, It's gross. Um, I think that's, that's really about it on Ukraine, but, uh, Biden is calling it apparently the largest invasion in Europe since World War II. That's not the first thing I've seen compared to World War II today. Someone said that the Tonga, I think it was CNN that said that the Tonga uh, eruption was like a hundred Hiroshima's. Yeah, something like that. It it was a and a I'm ten, like a ten it, plus it, megaton explosion. If it was like that's understandable, and obviously that's not anybody's fault directly necessarily but like it's just weird how that keeps like coming up in reference to things that don't necessarily you're like i didn't need to picture that in my head but uh now that we're on the subject it was just kind of strange to me to read it you know it kind of makes me wonder because there was also that thing that 
I forget. I think somebody shared it in our group chat the other day um, of the Fed releasing that fucking warning about nuclear bombs possibly getting dropped on the states. And yeah, it's, like, it's basically what are like an updated duck and cover. Yeah. yeah, Nathan keeps sharing those memes um, that like look like a 1950s advertisement. Right. Or well, yeah, but I, I mean, like, there is legit a FEMA site. I, I just messaged the group chat asking. So who are they it. saying that this is, who's going to do that? Well, they're not saying who. They're just saying we should be that prepared. Fucking duck and cover. Um, right. Like trying to get everybody to build bomb shelters in their basements again. Some, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, we can't afford a basement at this point, let alone a fucking uh, bomb shelter in it. Well, see, and when they did that before, it was because they had already done it. So right. does that they just were, mean they're going to do something now and they're just not telling us yet and trying to scare us, but they're going to do it to somebody else? I mean, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that sounds like what it would be because, right. I mean, they always blame other, they always blame our actions as a country on other people and then try to inflict us with that same fear, even though it more than likely is not going to happen to us. And if it does, then fuck it. Like, there's no avoiding that. A school desk and a basement aren't going to help you. Right. But it sounds out. like they're working up to something, that they're about to do it again to somebody else. Right. Provoke another fight that, you know, normal people who don't have anything to fucking do with it, we're going to be the ones that have to pay the consequences if, you know, the U.S. government and military go and piss off the wrong fucking powers across the globe and invite fucking bombs to get dropped here. Like, this is a... Uh, this is a super inviting looking web page, right? Right. This is that's a, not this, to inspire fear. Right. This is an official US government website. Ready.gov is operated by FEMA. Get inside, stay inside. Yep. It's literally stay inside and watch the news. Keep a hand crank radio <laughs> in case fucking TV is down. <laughs> That's not going to protect you from nuclear fallout. Get in your house. Motherfucker. <laughs> Radioactive shit that, that's going to Stay in your out. house, but also go work, but also listen to the news all the time, but also stay in your house. Yeah. And, but and go to work. Definitely go to work. And look at all these uh, <laughs> associated content. Oops. Right. Not the partner sites, but uh, it, it's just absolutely uh, ridiculous. And their, their slogan is get inside, stay inside, stay tuned. Kidding me? Get inside, stay in help you. inside, stay tuned. Unless your house is like steel lined six feet of concrete, that's not going to fucking help you in nuclear fallout. Well, I mean, it depends on the situation. The, the fallout itself, um, 
would probably be stopped by a well-built brick house. Um, Maybe, but the thing is airflow. Too. Exactly, exactly. Unless you have and, a hardcore fucking filtration system that is built to remove nuclear waste like that from the air, it's not going to matter. <laughs> exactly. And then they say stay inside for 24 hours and then fucking What's reunite with your family or whatever. Do if a nuclear bomb hits? Right. Nothing. Nothing. You step foot directly into... Do they think that we don't have internet or fucking history classes that we've taken? That we know that this is not what happens when a nuclear bomb hits your fucking area? Oh my god. Wade... Wade said, so warm. Right? Oh god. Right, you'll definitely stay warm. James says, remember your hand sanitizer and COVID mask while you're in the bunker. <laughs> hey, it'll be warmer today than today. Give oh, me yeah. that freaking radiation. No, I'm kidding. Don't do it. Today it's it's just it's just wild, though. <laughs> like, I, I mean, we are actively the global aggressors right now, trying to pick fights with the two other biggest militaries in the world. And, uh... Which we dwarf in spending. We dwarf all of our enemies and allies combined. Anyway, so like we're ramping up for what appears to be the lead up to World War fucking 3. And, you know, the government on one hand is trying to pretend that it doesn't exist. And on the other hand saying, just in case, be prepared for a nuclear fucking bomb. Yeah. Well, you're you're certainly uh, right, Wade. You'll be warm for right, the rest of your long. life if you see the mushroom cloud. You'll be warm, and then you'll be ash, <laughs> and then you'll be just energy that's left to skin suit. <laughs> and I'll agree with that too, Caitlin. The anti-war movement is just so anemic here. They're fucking exhausted. Well, we have been at war for all but, what, 17 years since 1776? Yeah, on, on top of that, like, individually speaking, depending on where we live and depending on how much money we have, we are so used to having to defend ourselves individually and be on guard individually that we think that everything is a constant war globally, even just from our own personal experiences, even when it's not necessarily like that. We can justify things all day if somebody tells the right side of the story. And I'm familiar with that individually just as much as like seeing it play out in the articles that we read and the political conversations that we have. Fuck. Like this shit right here is why the doomsday clock is at 100 seconds to midnight. Yeah, at the height of the Cold War, the closest it ever got to midnight was two minutes to midnight. Yep, and now it's at a minute and 40 seconds. I should tell you something. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, not that I think electoralism is the answer or whatever, but if we look back to 2020, on from any party that I'm aware of, there is only one candidate that was talking about the doomsday clock being closer to midnight than it's ever been. And that was Howie Hawkins. 
How many seconds now because things have changed since the update? I believe that's an accurate figure, but let me check. Doomsday clock. Yeah, I, I literally just pulled it up to see if it was still riding right there at 100. It is. Yeah. Um, like that. That's how close we are to destroying the fucking world. This is this is sad. Um, I think there is a press release, right? And we are press, so we can watch this video. Beautiful. Hang Pop on. And just for disclaimer purposes, we do not own this video that we are about to share. We From the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Hold on, the video started without me. Shit. There we go. Right. There we go. This is for you stuff. Well, this is literally their press release. So if they try to come at us saying, hey, you can't use that, we're not going to watch this whole 43 minute video, right. obviously. Right. But, yeah. I need it. There we go. Our faces off so we can read the text. Do what? Oh. Our cameras off so we can read the text. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, welcome to today's news event. I'd like to thank the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago for its ongoing partnership and for serving as the bulletin's host institution. My colleagues and I join you this morning to update you on the 2022 time on the doomsday clock. The Science and Security Board of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists sets the doomsday clock each year to answer two important questions. Is humanity safer or at greater risk this year compared to last year? And is humanity safer or at greater risk this year compared to the 75 years we've been asking the question? The time of the doomsday clock represents the judgment of leading science and security experts about the threat to human existence with a focus on man-made threats, nuclear risk, climate change, and new disruptive technologies. We at the Bulletin believe that because humans created these threats, we can reduce them. But doing this is not easy and has never been so. It requires serious work and global engagement at all levels of society. This year marks the 75th anniversary of the Doomsday Clock, one of the most powerful pieces of graphic representation, one of the most effective pieces of science communication, and one of the best examples of the power that art and science can have when they come together in informed and collaborative ways. While the Doomsday Clock serves as a metaphor, the challenges it represents are very, very real. This is one reason that we're excited to have Hank Green join us as a featured guest today. Hank is one of the leading science communication, communicators of our time, and in that way is in direct line of descent from Martil Langsdorff, the creator of the Doomsday Clock. At the Bulletin, we are recognizing the clock's 75th anniversary with innovative programming, including an art exhibit entitled Human Nature at the Weinberg Newton Gallery in Chicago, curated by Cindy Kahn, open through mid-April, a mobilization festival in New York's Times Square, organized around the sculpture Amnesia Atomica, created by the Mexican artist Pedro Reyes on display between May 17th and 24th, 
the publication of a new book, The Doomsday Clock at 75, by Robert K. Elder and J.C. Gable, and a social media challenge in which we are asking people around the world to share their ideas, of what can be done and what they are doing, what you are doing to turn back the clock. To join the challenge, simply post your ideas to Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or Twitter with the hashtag TurnBackTheClock. All of this and more can be found on our website at thebulletin.org. Since its inception, the Bulletin's Doomsday Clock has been set closer and farther away from midnight. In 2020, we set the clock the closest it has ever been to midnight, 100 seconds. It has been set as far away as 17 minutes to midnight at the end of the Cold War. The reasoning for why we set the time where we do can be found in our annual statements that accompany our announcements. We are releasing the 2022 time statement today and that can also be found at thebulletin.org. When the board set the clock last year at 100 seconds to midnight, we noted that we continue to believe that human beings can manage the dangers posed by modern technology, even in times of crisis. But if humanity is to avoid an existential catastrophe, one that would dwarf anything it has yet seen, national leaders must do a far better job of countering disinformation, heeding science, and cooperating to diminish global risks. The board went on to argue that the COVID-19 pandemic serves as a historic wake-up call, a vivid illustration that national governments and international organizations are unprepared to manage complex and dangerous challenges like those of nuclear weapons and climate change, which currently pose existential threats to humanity, or other dangers, including more virulent pandemics and next generation warfare that could threaten civilization in the near future. This year in our statement, the Science and Security Board highlights several bright spots and many disturbing trends. The board describes a mixed threat environment, one with positive developments counteracted by accelerating negative ones, an environment that my colleagues will further elucidate in the follow-on discussion that can be found in the statement on our website. Now, joining us from Chicago to reveal the 2022. I think I didn't mean to actually stop the screen share. I meant to go to the tab deposit. Anyway, let me pull I was wondering about up. that also. Um, yeah, that's the part, that's the part we were looking for. I didn't mean to stop it. I was like, um, I was like, can people see me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but, I wouldn't care if it could. I just really kind of wanted to know. And so I just didn't. Fair. Um, so I, I wanted to address John's comment here. He said, just keep on fucking with Russia. Right. Joe Biden is gearing up for a land war with Russia in the winter. History right. shows that's like the biggest no-no you can make. Right. Why would anybody want to fuck with Russia in the first fucking place? Right. I wouldn't want to fuck with Russia in the summertime, let alone in the winter. We're not like, talking about them exploiting a country for, like, and you shouldn't do that. But, like, we're not talking about fucking kid shit here. Like, I just don't understand. Right. How is that going to help anybody? How is, how is that not going to blow up in your face? Like... Uh, I kind of wonder if uh, 
the whole purpose for it is to try to fucking get some kind of control over Russia's oil and natural gas supply. And it, it's I think that's literally what it comes way. down to. See, but like you're not you're not talking about a small country that you can make a deal with another country and then take over this fucking country, like precisely. And they're talking uh, to, about making a land war with people who are completely comfortable with just how fucking frozen of a country the animosity towards them. And can do something about it. They can do something about it. Right. Right. This this is foolish. Um, Troops from elsewhere won't survive even being in that deep cold of Russian winter, let alone at fucking... It's not going to work out in anybody else's favor. (laughs) Right, and and if if we need to look at history for evidence of that, why don't you ask Napoleon? Why don't you ask Hitler? Well, see, yeah. and this is the thing, too, is that the other night, like, John was saying, like, fuck Trump, like, obviously, but, like, we knew that nobody was going to fuck with us when Trump was in office because he was so temperamental that you're just like, no, if you fuck with him, he's going to hit you where it hurts. He's going to do something, and it's going to fuck, it's going to be petty, and it's going to be really Psycho. bad. So, and I think that if somebody had ever tried anything, that Trump would be the one to actually go against the actual politicians, maybe, or something. Whereas, like, none of this is going to end in any politicians dying. They're just going to kill our people, like, and and their people. And, like, nobody, nobody that needs to die is going to die from this. At least Trump, as fucking stupid as he is, he wasn't fucking stupid enough to fuck with Russia. No. Well, and like I said, he's petty as shit. He's a man child. So mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna hit him where it hurts. He's gonna be like, Oh, I'll actually kill your politicians instead of just your right. people. But right. we're now we're just back in the territory of just fucking tit for tat bullshit and other people just die in the midst of it. Uh-huh. Uh, James said, 20 years worth of border patrol on another section of the map. They are itching to send troops somewhere. And yeah, yeah, uh-huh. they are. They're escalating they're- issues in Ukraine. They're escalating issues in China. It's because they want war. War makes them money. Right. Right. They're looking for where's the next spot to dip our fucking toes in the global war pool. Like, come on now. Except they're dipping it in frozen waters that the people of Russia are used to swimming in just about daily because these are not weak people. This is how they live their life. They they bounce back and forth from the sauna to the fucking ice water, you know, and that's just part of how they stay healthy. This is shit that school kids do during their school day. And we've got soft ass motherfuckers <laughs> wanting to go over there and go to fucking combat with them on so, the no this is dumb so do they think do they think Russia's going to do this uh, no Biden or China is no like, i mean the nuclear warning part oh no 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 they uh they are pretty unbiased even during the cold war they were um, but I mean, I just want to know who they think is going to send a nuclear, like, what are they trying to do and who they think is going to, sorry, M- I mutually assured. I have a problem with like jumping 
my mind thinks faster than my mouth and I just go off. It's it's fine, but the the <laughs> doomsday clock doesn't just take into account nuclear armaments. That's just a factor. Climate <clears throat> climate change is a huge factor right now. Uh, um, te- technological no, yeah. developments such as AI that we don't have a good grasp on that could easily spin out of control. That's a bigger factor right now than uh, I guess nuclear. I'm just thinking back to those warnings of the nuclear and then this conversation. And so I'm just wondering if they're trying to say that Russia is going to bomb us. Now, as far as the, uh, I think it was the Fed that kicked out that warning thing. It, it would have to be. Yes, it was FEMA. Run by FEMA. Um but with that, I think that's more of them telling on themselves of like, look, we're going to pick a fucking fight and you're going to pay for it. So we'll ease you into the idea and condition you to it. So you think it's normal when it happens. Um, but yeah, the folks are just observing, observing everything and going, wait, this fast, it's fucked, that fast, it's fucked, that fast, it's fucked, that fast, it's fucked. And when you put them all together, we're fucked. Right. Anyway, let's get to the uh, the doomsday clock announcement here. Yeah. And a professor at the University of Chicago in the departments of physics, astronomy, and astrophysics, the Enrico Fermi Institute, and the Kavli Institute for Cosmological Physics. And Dr. Suzette McKinney, a member of the Science and Security Board. She is also the principal and director of life sciences at Sterling Bay, where she oversees relationships with the scientific, academic, corporate tech, and governmental sectors involved in the life sciences ecosystem. Today, the members of the Science and Security Board find the world to be no safer than it was last year at this time, and therefore have decided to set the doomsday clock at 100 seconds to midnight. The doomsday clock continues to hover dangerously, reminding us how much work is needed to ensure a safer and healthier planet. We must continue to push the hands of the clock away from midnight. Join us by participating in our Turn Back the Clock Challenge that can be found on our website, thebulletin.org. All right, now I'll stop that video. Well, I wonder Um, if they're gonna get into, you know, all those facets of what's fucked and how and why. Well, of course, that's why it's a 48-minute video, but we're already an hour and 10 minutes in. I'm not really trying to go through the whole thing. I want to know what they have to say. (laughs) Well, I mean, I... I can watch it later. It's all good. Yeah, I was going to say, I can send you the link. Yep. Yeah. Um, Which I will also put in the comments. There it is in the comments, and there it is there. Um, But, I mean, they did kind of allude in the uh, intro there that it has to do with climate change, um, rapidly developing technology that could spiral out of control, uh, as well as, you know, war. Um, all right. Next thing was, uh, oh yeah, we, we, what? John said that in the comments there that Biden in promoting the status quo has moved it to 40 seconds to midnight, 
right? They they just made that announcement for the year. They might need to adjust. <laughs> Fuck. Because, yeah. All right. Yeah. So back to... Well, there's a couple of... at brunch when this happens? Sorry. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. At a very bougie place. I am right. I talked to him, but I love avocado toast. <laughs> um, Nathan should be coming in here at some point because uh, he was talking about, you know, how. Uh, well, hold on. Let me just pull it up. I was kind of expecting him to be in here by now, to be honest. He like found something else. I saw a little bit of that. He found something else. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't, it was like partially wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was South Carolina, not North Carolina. Um, but I thought he was but, after that, too. Yeah. Uh, it has to do with the first. Uh, nuclear shipment coming out of Los Alamos and over 30 years uh, supposedly going missing, which left the news cycle just as quickly as it was there. And um, I mean, this is from 2017, but, you know, apparently the shipment left New Mexico and was never signed for in South Carolina. What the fuck? Yeah. But I don't have the backstory on that. So uh, we'll let him talk about that when he comes back. <coughs> but back to the Russia situation, the, uh, the energy crisis in Europe. Millions of British uh, people are at risk of energy blackouts as, a, as an emergency supply alert was sent out. Um. So they're, they're talking about below average temperatures, obviously being a factor. And uh, according to analysts at Goldman Sachs, Europe has enough gas supply stored up to get through the winter, but a drop in temperature could she see storage levels fall to record lows. Um, and the analysts say that if this happens, electricity blackouts are likely. And the National Grid Electricity Systems Operators in the UK issued an alert on Monday as electric generations plunged to dangerously low levels. These notices are triggered when there is less than 500 megawatts of capacity between expected available demand and available generation. Analysts at Goldman Sachs warn that even if Russia increased its gas supplies to the region, Northwest Europe is likely to see gas prices at around twice their normal levels. What the fuck? Why? Why is there even a shortage there to begin with? Because it's manufactured. It's like every uh, every shortage in our local supermarkets. Well, yeah, I'm just wondering what bullshit line they're justifying it with this time. I'm 
sure seems like they're setting the stage for some bullshit. Like, see, Europe's going without power and it's Russia's fault. Yeah. And I mean, the entire narrative in this, uh, I don't know much about the Express. It's a British news source, but I don't know much about them, but this is a very anti-Russian stance. Uh, anyway, so speaking of Putin, Putin is shoring up Cuba and Venezuela ties as tensions with the U.S. worsen, uh, over Ukraine. Uh, which I mean, only, only makes sense really. I mean, he's going to be pulling all of his, uh, allies or at least, you know, friendly partnerships as close as he can because while well, NATO has been doing the same thing for 10 years. But right. yesterday, Putin spoke with uh, Cuban President Diaz-Canel via telephone. The Kremlin referred to the talks as, quote, an in-depth exchange of opinions on bilateral cooperation in trade, the economy, and investment. And Cuba's presidency called the parlay a cordial and fruitful telephone conversation. The president of Cuba thanked Russia for the humanitarian aid supplied to the republic, including in the context of countering COVID-19. The presidents discussed further coordination of Russia and Cuba's actions in the international arena in line with the principles of st uh, strategic partnership and the traditions of friendship and mutual understanding. The two men also, uh, quote, reaffirmed their commitment to strengthening bilateral relations and agreed to intensify contacts at different levels, which, I mean, Cuba has been uh, building bigger and bigger ties with China as well. They joined the Belt and Road Initiative. Um, I, I mean, you know, they're trying to get foreign investment coming into Cuba. I mean, what other option do they have at this point? They were doing pretty damn well prior to the pandemic. But, I mean, you know, between the embargo and a complete lack of tourism, Cuba has really been struggling over the last two years. Right. Moscow has maintained good relations with leftist leaders in Latin America since the Cold War as the Soviet Union sought to forge ties with anti-imperialist movements trying to push back against U.S. interventionist policies in the region. The partnership with communist Cuba proved especially fateful as a plan to deploy nuclear-capable weapons on the island led to the 1961 uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Which, I mean, that was just part of a, not to dive too far into that, obviously, we don't need to talk about a 1961 crisis in depth on a current event stream, but right. um, basically that was a global game of chess and the USSR put missiles on Cuba to urge the US to withdraw its own stockpiles in Turkey and it worked. I scrolled too far. There we go. Asked, uh, as for Venezuela, um, 
asked earlier this month if measures might include Russian military deployments to Cuba and Venezuela. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister told reporters that such an option could not be ruled out. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, and Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby all referred to the remarks as, quote, bluster. Uh, and while Russian ambassador to Caracas told the YouTube channel Sovaliv Live, I probably butchered that, Solaviv is probably closer, anyway, uh, that Venezuela's constitution does not allow the country to host foreign military bases, he said that the Latin American country would absolutely support Moscow if tensions with Washington were uh, worsened. But, I mean, again, uh, that was a pretty straightforward answer. No, we will not allow Moscow to have military bases here. But, you know, yet U.S. officials are making it sound like it's a surefire thing. Right. Scare tactics. <laughs> More red scare propaganda. Oh, my God. They're going to do what we do. <laughs> I'd much rather see Guantanamo in the hands of Russian military than the U.S. military. Better yet, it really should just be relinquished back to Cuba because it's Cuba. But let them decide what to do with it. But uh, if anybody should have a base there, it should be Cuba's allies, not enemies who want to keep sanctions against them to try to prevent trade and then get salty when allies help them out with supplies. Nathan says, link me. Yeah. That was why I was smirking there for a second because like I looked and I, like I had texted to the group. I was like, join the party. And uh, he was like, what is this party we speak of? And Wade goes, uh, the restream, the they're show? waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. That's so funny. I was, that, like, while you were talking, I was like, okay. That's kind of why I, like, zoned out for a second. And then I came back, and I was like, I don't know where I am right now. But, yeah, I was laughing too hard. You're in the party. <laughs> you made it. You have arrived. <laughs> Thank Kyle for ignoring me. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, if it brings you here. Maybe and Wade, Wade sent a gif of Link. I was mad about it at first, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going <laughs> to... Hold on. I heard the noise. He's in here. Yes, he is. Hello, Nate. Welcome Hello. to the party. Hold on. How is everybody? Not too Good. bad. Good, 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 good. Fuck a shadow ban. Ain't For real. Hey, we're twins, except my circumstance is worse at the moment. Uh-oh. Oh. I have two weeks left, and then on top of that, I have 30 more days of being... I got the same notification, so I have 44 days of uh, my post being lower on the feed. And then I was like, well, my mouth is so loud that uh, it reaches far across the internet. <laughs> You're like, it doesn't so, matter. It doesn't. 
And the bands just keep echoing, like, here, have another, have another, have another, have another. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Wait, I well, forgot. I, I hope that it I hope that it happens so much that it that it alienates everybody from Facebook and they start using other you know social media platforms because have you guys seen Ready Player One? Uh-uh. I've yeah. heard of it, but I've not seen it. So Ready Player One is literally about to be a reality for everybody because of the whole like meta the metaverse. <laughs> Oh, you mean where my uh, messenger app keeps shutting down while I'm trying to talk <laughs> Very meta, very tech. Right. <laughs> and you know, unfortunately, we're gonna we're gonna just play right into their fucking capitalist pause. So, because- like that one episode of uh, sorry, Black Mirror, mm-hmm. uh, where that lady keeps having problems and her social points keep going down because she tells people to go fuck themselves or like what have you doesn't have to be that mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm gonna have that problem because i am not nice when i don't have to be like to people that are shitty yeah so, i mean even jobs now i'll just leave them so that's not good <laughs> me <laughs> i'll just be like <clears throat> This time I've gotten so good that I say nothing and I just leave. And they're like, what happened? I'm like, you're a motherfucker. You're an asshole. The end. Uh, you guys There's were no like, reason to explain that like because you. you're not going to listen to me anyway. So. Right. <laughs> Tom, Tom, well, I think that's the thing that really sucked about corporations is that they'll, they'll do stupid shit like, oh, yeah, well, if you if you do really, really good on a survey, you'll get a balloon. And you're like, what? That's why I do work mostly local. Local has its problems, but at the same time, like, there's not that, like, compulsory, like, quota to meet on that kind of shit because I can't do that. I can't get used to that. Yeah. I'm not a robot. Well, or, or instead I mean, of- Unless I'm organizing, like, a bar shelf or, like, a liquor store shelf like i'll be like i'll organize that shit all day but like you can't tell me to just sell things like a machine like i can't yeah do that. but they'll give you a pizza party if you do it and then it's just like <laughs> they chocolate. order the worst pizza, pizza though too yeah they do and ready yeah Ready. Yeah, exactly. no, nowhere that, does it say it's good but it is hot and it is ready that's little caesars right Okay, yeah, so yeah. my Christian private school that I went to, there was this one time we had Little Caesars delivered, and this girl that I was sitting next to that I was friends with for several years during that time period, she, like, pulls a Band-Aid out of her mouth. And I have never eaten Little Caesars ever again after that. I will not eat Little Caesars. That, That's that, fucking disgusting. It's a Band-Aid. That reminds me of the time that that there was a Band-Aid with a a pretty sizable chunk of of uh, finger that came with my wonton soup when I was a kid from this like Chinese place. It was pretty wild. <laughs> you just got my gag. Like, my parents were like, "We're never going there again." And I'm the I one who was literally chewing it. Get that thought out of my mouth for days. 
What's that? I'm sorry. I wouldn't be able to get that thought out of my mouth for days. Uh, uh, like what he said. He said. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! It's hors d'oeuvre. They're hors d'oeuvres. <clears throat> for oh, poor people. Uh, Finger one time. I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. You do you. All right. Um, So we did have a few more things that we wanted to cover and we are, uh, you know, hitting our getting close to our usual like 90 minute cutoff time. So I am just going to like quickly go through the last three things um, because I don't want to leave the labor struggles uncovered. Um. King Supers workers, the uh, the Kroger division, yes, Kroger uh, that that was on strike. Uh, the union ratified a new industry leading contract today. Um, after months of negotiations and a ten day strike, the United Food and Commercial Workers Local Seven called the three year agreement the most significant wage increase ever secured by a UFCW local for grocery workers. Damn. The union said it ensures the essential workers are, quote, respected and protected in the workplace and compensated with wages they deserve. Union workers received and voted on the contract Monday. According to the union, the deal includes first-year wage increases for longstanding employees, uh, wage increases in excess of $5 per hour, better healthcare and protected pension benefits, more stringent safety measures in the workplace to protect employees and customers, and new paths to full-time employment opportunities for King Supers and city market workers. More than 8,000 workers at 78 stores in the Denver Metro went on strike on January 12th with the intent to negotiate a, quote, industry-leading contract. The strike ended on January 21st. Uh, The president, Kim Cordova, of UFCW Local 7 released this statement on behalf of the union. Quote, from the, from the beginning of this process, we promised our members that we would procure the very best contract we could. We are excited that our members voted overwhelmingly to ratify this industry-leading contract that will ensure King Supers will respect and protect essential workers as well as pay them fairly. Getting here has been arduous. Full credit goes to the bargaining committee uh, well, duh. <laughs> and workers who uh, made their voices heard through the negotiating, standing united at the picking line or sharing their stories with the media. This fight was always about them, and now they have a contract they deserve and can be proud of. This would not have been possible without the support of our allies throughout Colorado and across the country. To those who stood alongside our members, honored the picket line, and showed up in solidarity, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. The only thing that I want to add to this is that yesterday, uh, Bernie Sanders held a live event from the picket line, and then that same day, Kroger comes back with this contract. Hmm. Suspicious? Maybe they were scared of feeling the burn. That's what it sounds like. 
Well, I mean, you remember when Bernie, uh, and I don't mean to give the man too much credit, but you remember when Bernie fucking, you know, had that live stream on the picket line at fucking Amazon and Amazon shares uh, started tanking. And then they were like, Mm -hmm. hey, I guess we can give you 15 an hour. Right. Yeah. Right. At least his presence alone to highlight what's going on in a situation is enough to scare the fuck out of the corporations that he's, you know, calling out by name. Yeah. Well, and and he embodies like the best parts of some of the 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 old revolutionary leaders. To be honest, it's just sad that he still gets cucked by things like the duopoly. I'll <laughs> agree with that. Dating. I mean, I mean, if you listen to the things that he says, there's a lot of Eugene Debs in there, and I will leave it at that. Based. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wade said, I am once again asking, what is to be done? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I kept wondering if that's who that was. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Lennon? Yep, that's what he <laughs> Uh, black. black. Oh yeah, Samuel. That's Wade. I didn't know, yeah. but he he was saying things that I was like, Wade has said that. So like, I was like, <laughs> so it makes sense now. <clears throat> I'm late to this party, so it happens. <laughs> um, labor shortages pose grave challenges to small business owners. I'm not even gonna read that shit. I'm just going to say it's not a labor shortage. It's a wage shortage. Yeah. You're yep. like, did just a whole, like you're acting like a whole bunch of people died, which a whole bunch of people did die, but like a whole bunch of like normal people that were already working didn't fucking die. Right. And a whole bunch more people decided, holy shit, uh, this isn't worth risking my life. Well, no. And at the same time, like, personal experience here like my last job that was consistent was almost two years like a couple months shy of two years um and i had a lot of freedom there so i put up with a lot of the things that were going on behind the scenes and um those things were nose related and i wasn't one of those people that was doing it and even the owner, like it was stupid. So you see a lot, even in local places and stuff like that. But then like, once you leave that, like I was there for two years, I, they lost the manager that they had that kept everything under the control. And then, so over the next six months after that, it was just awful. And it just get, got progressively more awful. I was made to work with food poisoning during COVID. Like, so even though I knew that it wasn't COVID, um, for specific reasons, like that still looks like it could be to other people Mm -hmm. and they just didn't care because they only had a few people to cover any of it. And honestly, I'm a workaholic after that. They said I was lazy whenever I quit. They were like, we've wanted to replace you for a few months. And I'm like, well, that says more about you than it does about me that you can't find anybody to do that for you. But I would always go in for them. The year after that, though, is what's worse. I went into the Home Depot. I was there for four months. And that was awful. Um, and then various restaurants. I have, like, five W-2s that I have to get, plus, like, my TCC, like, school W-2. 
And it's not fun for people to leave jobs this many times. Like it's not no. fun if you're actually paying taxes to have to file that many taxes. There were like two or three years in which I only had one or two W-2s that I would have to file with people. And now I have to keep track of this. And then I have to worry about if I have to go back into those places to get mm -hmm. the W-2 if the situation was hostile. And yep. it, like you just, what are you supposed to do? And now I feel like I'm in a good place, but like that does not reflect this past year. Like I don't want to start five new jobs. I don't want to meet five new groups of people during a pandemic that I hate. Like, yeah. you never know if people are just nice to your face when you first meet them or if it's going to turn into a nightmare. And a lot of the time it turns into a nightmare. Well, so I want to go back to something you said there because I don't think that a lot of the older generations which were able to keep a, a low-rung job on, on the ladder and keep that job and that employer until they retired, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. Every single person yeah. that I know has had to start another job every three to five years, like clockwork. And, no, and it's been even less than that. But most of my friends and family have had to start over like every, every, you know, three to five years. And it, it, it really says a lot to the greed of these corporations where they're like, well, whatever it, we can, we don't have to pay them more. They're getting mad that people are saying, well, whatever. You're like, I'm already stressed. I'm already broke. So I might as well just go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's it, like, it, I mean, there's a friend of, of mine specifically that um, Trisha's met. Her girlfriend has been working at this small pizza place. We'll keep it general. For 10 years, she's like 35, so that's not normal. She's making $13 an hour after 10 years. They're all planning to leave that place. Like, they're all planning to walk out. They should all join the IWW and uh, then make their walk out a strike. They all very much know what I think about a lot. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but specifically for her for being there for 10 years, like, I can understand... Some, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say that I understand a waiting period of like knowing whether you're going to walk, but like the whole system itself makes people walk in and walk out. And so I get that in certain circumstances that the smaller business employers don't want to waste time on people that might have issues or something like that, because we're already living in this horrible system that creates that problem for them as well. But like, when the majority of your staff has been there for years and years and you don't $13. Like I started at where I am right now today, a dollar more than that. And it's not actually uh, that takes less work because I'm only stocking and selling. I'm not making a pizza because I don't know how to make a pizza. <laughs> so, like, yeah, which which is also funny because you know we, the, I've been in the food service industry for over a half a decade at this point, and I've worked enough places to know that everybody on the outside tends to. We think, make more than you. Bartenders and servers make more than you, and honestly, it is less complicated. Yeah, that's that's what I, I was going to say. I mean, we always yeah. try to act like these 
Even even a fucking fry cook at McDonald's <laughs> works harder than anybody in any office ever. Period. An office for sure. I would agree with you. Um, there is some level of um, presentation that, like, it takes a lot that the general public doesn't know how to do. Like, I am very good at holding my shit. I'm very good at telling people to go fuck themselves without necessarily saying go fuck yourself. And then I am also good at telling somebody to go fuck themselves and putting them in a headlock. So, uh, like, I there's a certain level of, like, social interaction and experience that is a lot. Uh, but that takes a very long time to get down. Otherwise, like, if you're making food, like, you know more than that server will ever know, and they're making more money than you. Mm-hmm. I mean, where I'm at's kind of a different situation because, I mean, I, I kind of knew, but in, for the most part, that is. Yes, yes. Almost everywhere that I have worked, the even the most inexperienced servers make more than the cooks. At the private club that I currently work at, it's a little bit different because I have a, a slightly higher wage and they don't rely as much on tips because who would have ever thought that rich people are greedy? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, James. anyway, the, the, the point is, though. Um, I'm looking at James's comment. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, and they'll blame that on every single person, even if you did it right, or they'll blame it on the cook, even if the server fucked up. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. It's just, like, it's your fault. And there have been so many times, like, I I write things down, and I don't mess up, usually, um, unless somebody just throws me off, like, personality or communication-wise. And I've gotten no tip on things that, like, I've explained them, and I didn't do it. <laughs> Rich people greedy? No. <laughs> Who would have thought? Well, and, and anyway, uh, on to the the next thing, which is also tied into the labor struggle. A judge ruled that the BNSF railway unions cannot strike over the new attendance rule. They already authorized the strike. What? Yeah, over a week ago, we uh, we talked last current event stream about this impending strike. But a judge ruled that they can't. Yeah, that that I I think it was like literally the the twelfth or the fourteenth that yeah. they put the strike into into effect, and now a judge is saying no, you can't. Yeah, why would a federal judge ruled today that a strike would violate federal law because under their contracts, railroad unions aren't allowed to strike over minor disputes instead those must be settled through arbitration or negotiation bruh and who's to determine if it's minor or major right yeah apparently a capitalist judge right or maybe your employer itself (laughs) that doesn't seem very fair at all it's it's not there shouldn't be any kind of law saying you can't strike if Oh, fuck right. you. We can walk the fuck out and say fuck you any fucking time we want for any fucking reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we just so happen to collectively stand at the sidewalk out front holding signs expressing how many fuck yous we feel towards you, you can suck it. There ain't fuck all you can do about it. 
Well, so they were they were trying to strike over a new attendance rule. Basically, they the employees will now be penalized for missing work for any reason. So, say somebody gets COVID and misses a couple days, they're getting penalized for that. Fuck that. And the union's supposed that. to just like lay on its back and say, "Yes, Poppy." That's not minor. No. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's not minor at all. That's what huge. would Eugene Debs do? Burn the place down. I'm sorry. No, he wouldn't set the fire himself, but his followers would. I I don't know that he would have encouraged building a fire, but he sure as shit would have encouraged, well, get out of the fucking train. (laughs) Just let it sit there on the tracks. What are they going to do? Right. And, you know, it's not saying it wouldn't necessarily be him, but, you know, his followers, it just might set some shit on fire. Or at least uh, flip but yeah, I'm... off the track. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. That's probably going to be an evolving situation. If the union has any fucking balls, uh, they're not going to back down from that. Nor should they. Oppress me harder, daddy. Conservatives, <laughs> probably. Um, true. Oh my god, I almost forgot about Burkina Faso. Wait, before you go on to that, we're not done with union busting. Elon motherfucking Musk got convicted of it today. Good. Good. Wait, he did, he got what? Elon Musk got convicted convicted for union busting today. There was people that he fired for unionizing and the judge was like, Fuck you. You have to give this person back their job, pay them for the fucking wages lost, the whole fucking nine. And all that happened back in 2018. So that's a lot of back. Elon Musk is his favorite subject. Cool. Go off. Go off, King. I I don't think he will. Uh, Well, (laughs) he said Elon Musk got uh, convicted of union busting today. Well, he got convicted of that a few. Well, maybe, maybe the final. no convicted. Yeah, I know, but he lost in court uh, a few weeks ago. Yes, Over yes. The uh, the I don't I don't want to call it sentencing because it's a civil thing, but it was settled today, uh, and that those employees are getting three years of back pay and their oh, jobs yeah. back. Damn. Do you guys uh, or have you watched anything over? Um, so I'm uh, anti Elon, but there's a um, there's a channel called Common Sense Skeptic, which I don't know where the name goes on. <laughs> Have some different surname, but uh, they do a really good job of breaking down everything he does and how wrong he is for doing it. Sorry, I kind of hijacked this. I'll shut up. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> That's what it's here for. It's really not really. Welcome to the forum. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't expect this to happen, so I'm kind of stoked about it. Hell yeah. No, they want to hear people talk. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. <laughs> um. I don't know if that's all we got on Elon, though. I I almost completely forgot uh, that a coup happened today Mm -hmm. in Burkina Faso. 
if any of you guys, I put the link in the private chat if anyone wants to pop that open. And uh, were you able were you able to see the pictures of the of the actual the actual convoy? Do you, if you have some pictures of the actual convoy, I am. Uh, uh, let me let me pull up. Interested. Pull up my twit face real quick here. I mean, I'm seeing some the the pictures that CNN put with it is like you know a handful of troops standing outside of a military base. Oh yeah, I'm 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 sure that they won't show the pictures of the actual convoy because the convoy was literally like obliterated by gunfire it it's 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 pretty fucking based <laughs> there we go we should all be so lucky to take out our oppressors in this manner are you gonna screen share oh oh i i don't even know how to screen screen share i i just posted the uh I posted the link in chat. You got a bunch of noobs over here. I don't know if he knows how, but he he might. Uh, no, hell wrong. <laughs> I just clicked this thing down here, and then it showed this whole story that he's talking about. But I don't know. Here, let me let me log into my Twitter on my laptop here. Okay. Well, while you do that, I'll go ahead and. Uh read through some of the you can get people details um burkina faso's army said it took control of the country uh deposing president wrote rock i don't know kabor um dissolving the government in parliament suspending the constitution and shuttering its borders the coup was announced by captain here odreogo i don't i'm probably destroying that my apologies uh, who said the military had seized power in response to quote the ongoing degradation of security of the security situation in the country and the incapacity of the government to unite the population. Uh, sitting alongside him, dressed in military fatigues and a red beret, was Lieutenant Colonel Paul Henry Demiba, a senior military officer who was introduced to the people of Burkina Faso as their new leader. Demiba was promoted in December by Kabor to commander of the of the country's third military region, which is responsible for security in the capital that I'm not even going to try to pronounce because I will destroy that. Um, uh, he studied at a military academy in Paris and authored a book called uh, West African Armies and Terrorism, Uncertain Responses. There was no mention made in the televised statement about Kabor's whereabouts. The president has not been seen in public since the fighting broke out Sunday in the presidential palace. One of the coup leaders told CNN that Kabor was detained early Monday by soldiers that had taken control of the military base before storming the palace grounds and firing shots near the president's home. The same source said that Kabor signed his rights resignation and is being kept in a, quote, safe place in the West African country. Uh, but Kabor's exact location remains unknown. Um, a message was posted from his Twitter account on Monday asking those involved in the insurrection to lower their arms. 
Uh, the tweet said, our nation is going through difficult times. We must, in this precise moment, preserve our democratic achievements. I invite those who took arms to lower them in the superior interest of the nation. It is through dialogue and listening that we must resolve our contradictions. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres is concerned about the whereabouts of President Kabor and is following the developments in Burkina Faso closely, said his uh, spokesman, Stefan Dejeric, on Monday. Um, Two plans for the military coup have been underway since August. Hatched in encrypted messaging apps and countless secret meetings held outside of the Capitol, one of the coup leaders told CNN. Um, adding that the soldiers are angry at the government's handling of jihadist attacks in the country and believe Faso is better off under military rule right now. Civilians gathered on the streets honking car horns and cheering in support of the military following Monday's announcement. People are fleeing their homes and people are dying everywhere because of terrorism. The situation is not solved. If the army takes the lead, I think things will go back to normal, said Amar Jr. Bahoro, who was protesting uh, downtown. The Economic Community for West, Cafer- West Africa States, uh, the ECOWAS, um, they posted a statement on Facebook on Monday saying it was watching, quote, with great concern, the political and security situation in Burkina Faso. Um, they demanded that the soldiers return to the barracks, speak Republican situation and in favor dialogue with the authorities to resolve problems, adding that it held the military responsible for Kabor's well-being. On Monday, the French embassy in Burkina Faso posted a message on its website warning its citizens in the country that the situation remains rather confusing. In the wait for clarification, we recommend that you avoid non-essential movements during the day and do not go out at night. Two Air France flights scheduled for Monday evening were also canceled. Um, Burkina Faso has been racked with violence linked to the Islamic State and Al-Qaeda that has killed thousands and displaced one and a half million people. The military's been hard hit. Last month, at least 50 security forces were killed in the Sahel. Anger's been mounting across the country for weeks. The coup comes one day after a protest in the capital demanding the president's resignation. The coup attempt isn't coming out of nowhere. It's building on mounting dissatisfaction within the population and security forces with the government's handling of the security crisis, said Konstantin Guvi, a Burkina Faso researcher who works for the Netherlands-based Klingendal Institute. Uh, Kabor has championed a military-first approach since being first elected, elected excuse me, in uh, 2015, and it's not been successful, he said. Uh... The protesters came out to support the mutineers on Sunday and ransacked the headquarters of Kabor's political party. The government had declared a curfew until further notice and closed schools for two days. Um, The turmoil in Burkina Faso comes after successful military coups over the last 18 months in its West African neighbors, Mali and Guinea, where the army removed President Alpha Condi last September. Um, West Africa, which until recently appeared to have shed its reputation as Africa's coup belt, remains susceptible to unrest. 
The military also took over Chad last year after President Idris Deby died on the battlefield there. Burkina Faso was one of the poorest countries in West Africa, uh, despite being a gold producer. And this is one of the things that we were talking about earlier in a piece that uh, we pre-recorded, that like what what the rest of the world sees as poor third world countries are not yep. fucking all they actually have the largest number of natural resources they're actually quite wealthy it's just the people who live there aren't seeing that wealth all of their resources are being fucking plummeted in order and to the only ones that, that get any wealth of that is the 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 so-called the presidents yeah yeah, it's it's not benefiting the people there like it should be. You exactly. don't go and colonize poor areas because there's nothing to find. You colonize wealthy areas and fucking exploit the wealth. And that's something a lot of people have failed to see about why colonization even fucking existed in the first place. That yep. These parts of the world are literally being fucking raped by European colonizers. And that needs to stop. They they need decolonize. They need to actually be the ones benefiting from being a gold producer, because the people there deserve to have a higher quality of life, and not be dealing with this dumb shit. Um, uh, they they wrapped this up saying uh, the army has suffered heavy losses at the hands of Islamist militants, who control swaths of the country and have forced residents in those areas to abide by their harsh version of Islamic law. Um, yeah, that's, that's the same thing that was happening in Afghanistan and surrounding areas too. And I mean, think about it. It, it would be like if Westboro Baptist had a fucking like militant presence and was locking down sections of the fucking country and forcing people to go by their shit. That's the shitty yeah. part. Right. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. I was, Didn't know we couldn't hear yeah, you. I wasn't looking yeah, at this. I, I tried saying something like three times because <laughs> you okay, so you said that we were talking about this earlier, but for those of you watching, that will be tomorrow's stream. Uh we have a piece on dialectics and dialectic imperialism releasing at our usual stream time, eight PM Eastern tomorrow. Uh and in that we we played a five minute clip of the infamous uh, yellow parenti tapes. Yes. Nice. Yeah, if you Google, if you Google uh, the yellow tapes, um, it'll it'll pull up parenti stuff. Michael Parenti. That's yeah. that's how I first learned about him. <laughs> yeah, same. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, basically, that entire lecture was the the concept was that the third world is not poor. The third world is overexploited. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, correct. And this exemplifies that. I mean, look at all the unrest happening there, and a lot of that being. In the case of Burkina Faso, though, is this like is this coup being held by people that would be more along Sankara's line, or um, the people that overthrew him? That's a good question. That remains to be seen. <clears throat> right. That's... Uh, 
that's because there's be some reports saying that that the people's military is what you know did the coup, and then there's other reports that oh, it was actually Islamist fascists that, that did the coup, and so it's like okay, well, which which part of of which report do you actually believe? Well, I think everything's just too new at this point to really tell. Is this a CAR? I mean, yeah, Central African Republic. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a. This has kind of been a shambles since colonialism, since World War II. Like, it's all been fucked. Yep. Over you're, and over again, they've just had warlord after warlord. You know. Yeah, you're not going to have anybody that's going to have their shit together enough to sustain an empire long enough for what I've passed. You might get what seven years, eight years. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and that seems to be the trend. Yep, including this last president, <laughs> literally. Right. Yeah, and that sucks. <clears throat> so it's it's one of those things where it's like any any kind of movement that is against you know a a supposed oppressor is going to be good movement but the question is what kind of power vacuum happens at that point in order to install the next warlord and what what needs to happen with the community to keep that from occurring you know i mean it's where the french are comfortable with they'll happily subside with you know who they can stand true Uh, seems to be their pattern Um, so I have a, uh, a little Biden clip for you guys. This should be fun, right? Everybody likes it when he can string words together. (laughs) Anyway, um, this was a, a hot mic moment. Um, the White House had a a press conference. I forget if it was Sunday or yesterday. Um, about the international leadership conference call that Biden and the other Western powers had. Mm -hmm. Um, And somebody asked a question about deploying those 8,500 troops that were authorized for uh, quick deployment to Eastern Europe, and he ignored it. And then somebody else asked a question about inflation and he responded in a way that I think just shows that he is the same as Trump. I don't know how else to word that. But anyway, it's only 30 seconds long. Here we go. Two, and then we'll pick up as, as folks collect their things. Thank you all so much for coming. Sir, can you say declaratively you the election Thank this fall will be legitimate? Thank you. Why are you waiting on Thank me you. to make the first Thank move, you. sir? I'm muted. That might help. This is not the full video. It is a short thing, but damn it, that's he not what that's I was looking for. He said that's too much. No, he said what a stupid question. Oh, but okay. the second part, the second part was uh hang on, let me let me pull the story back up. Like I'm <laughs> up to I think like 100 at least in the 90s here. No, I'm at 100%. I couldn't hear him mumble. That's how bad he is. I didn't even hear yeah. the question because it was like three reporters talking. 
She asked if Russia was if Russia had to make the first move. Yeah. Oh. Or if Putin had to make the first move. Hang on just a second. I'm I'm pulling the uh yeah, no, the story said, back up. Does Putin have to make the first move? And he said that's a stupid question. But I thought <laughs> that he said this is too much or something like that. I don't know. That's what I thought. Um, I wasn't so sure there was... was a stupid question or stupid son of a bitch because I'm hard to hear and I'm like, huh? <laughs> well, and that—that's I mean, the thing. The, not, the first like, one, he said both. Not verifying the thought process of what is really going on here. It's not very specific response. I just is. So, um, as the meeting at the White House wrapped up, a reporter asked the president for an update on the call, which was what the press conference was about, um, and. The, the full quote, the full back and forth, I guess I should say, was the only reason I don't like doing this is that you never report on why I call the meeting. And this is really important. I had a very, very good meeting. Total uh, unanimous. Una oh, my God. I can't fucking talk. Unanimous. Unanimity with all European leaders. We'll talk about it later. Thank you. And then another reporter shouted out the question that you heard about a Pentagon plan to possibly send up to 8,500 U.S. troops to Eastern Europe. Biden ignored that question. Uh, and then uh, Fox News reporter Ducey yelled out, do you think inflation is a political liability in the midterms? And he said, that's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Wow. Like, that that's not even what he said. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then why are you waiting on Putin to make the first move was the question. And he said, what a stupid question. And then the reporters were shooed out of the room. So obviously he is incapable of answering simple questions that are directly on topic to the purpose of the fucking meeting. The meeting, yeah. Didn't fit a script. <laughs> Sounds pretty neoliberal of him, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But how and I mean, it just reminds me of like because, like, I mean, not even that I like Obama, but like you could lie to people better. <laughs> True. <laughs> and because I mean, at least Obama had a fucking way. sense of humor. Well, and right. he wasn't seventy something nearing 80 like and i'm like i don't know i would just think that like this system of this would be smarter like everybody was like oh my god obama and he was young enough to fucking swing all of it and lie really well and everybody still sucks his dick why how is this are we just do we just not even care anymore that you're just like sorry he's old he's too old to answer questions and he's too old to make decisions and he doesn't know how to talk even through even through more more deportations than Trump and over eight hundred thousand drone strikes, we we're all just like they just like stop throwing <laughs> people bones. They stop throwing people bones. You're just like there's supposed to be like at least like some it's, kind of distraction that you're like hell yeah I did it. The next president is going to be some kind of Republican if it's Trump again because uh, student debt is still fucked. COVID is still happening. 
it's actually like the best way to show when someone's racist. It's just like, uh, it's like, okay, so you don't like Obama, but he executed all the policies you wanted above and beyond. And well, I mean, that's what they're good. doing with Harris right now anyway. <laughs> that's why Harris was put where she was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Harris in the don't come campaign. She loves the prison system. She loves the prison system. Yeah, well, yeah, she was she was a pretty important cog in that machine. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, her her campaign slogan might as well have been "Tokenize me harder, Daddy." Yeah, for real. I wasn't gonna say it because I'm white. (laughs) I'll say it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. So the last thing that I want to talk about tonight, th- this already was struck down. This happened two days ago or three days ago, and it was already struck down. But um, at will workers quit their jobs for higher pay. The old employer asked the court to block them from starting new jobs until they can rehire and the judge granted an injunction preventing them from starting yeah. their new jobs. Yeah. So much for that. Just get another job. Just get a different job. Just quit. Yeah. I see. And this is this why. is Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's fuck that's legal. It's not. It legal, shouldn't be. And there's still. What was that? You know, when, when I, I say it's not legal, and they're still doing it. I mean, I didn't finish. They're still doing it. I mean, that shit that you'd get together and burn the courthouse down over. <laughs> uh, yeah. Days. Only one time over something minor, but I still want to. It's I only irritating. say minor because I don't want to get into it, but. It's irritating because you. It's still you... some sexist bullshit, and this is some fucking classist bullshit. I don't even know how you can. It's amazing to me what people do to twist words. No, that's why the law doesn't words. matter. And that was healthcare workers, you guys. Yeah, like people that you need right now. Right. Like, no, you can't leave. You got to fucking stay here. And You're like, of all the people that I'd be like, hey, you should go to work. Those are the only people. And they're trying to. And they, they can't. Hi, Natalie. That's... That's fine. You can come back and listen later. <laughs> We're not going to be mad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I even though it was overturned, the fact that a judge would even grant that injunction. Well, okay, but so when I read this yesterday, it was still pending and they were moving it. So was it overturned? Uh, today, only... yes. Okay. So how many days were they out? Uh, well, the, the initial ruling was Five, the 22nd. Oh, on the 2nd? 22nd. So three days. But that that's still not the point, though. It, like, should, never, accepted... no, it should never have even been entertained to begin with. Right. Yeah, and it sets a terrifying precedent. Yeah. No, I'm not saying, I'm just glad that it did not take a serious chunk out of their lives because a lot of the time this will do that. And so that's lucky, but it's also very concerning that this was even entertained at all. Yeah. 
to make a news headline and to be even a week, it doesn't matter. Like a week can fuck somebody pretty hard when you're at will. If you did that yeah. with steel shop workers, they'd flip shit. They, <laughs> I mean, this would not have gone the same way. Or uh, truckers. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no like, I, I, I'm sorry. It's... Like, you're, all of your bills and all of your rent and all of that, you are obligated to individuals only. And you can't even blame the people that are supposed to employ you when they keep you from making money. Like, they should be reimbursed for that entire pay period from the government itself just for that because now it's like your landlord doesn't care that you were out a week over some dumb shit and your electric and water company don't care your gas company doesn't care your car payment doesn't care yeah that that precedent doesn't help anybody like everybody just acts like it's like oh we just got to make sure this is cool but it doesn't ask the question of why none of this even works together at all the system continues to march on but here's the thing, and it, it, it goes a lot deeper than that because you've got these companies that they won't provide wage increases to their workers because they go, hey, we don't have to give you more money. If you want more money, go get another job, which is the reason that everybody has to get a new job every three to five years. But on top of that, these courts literally sat there and said, okay, well, you know that thing about you can just get another job? guess what? That's not true either by, by doing what they did for that week. And that's what's really fucked up about it. It's I mean, a it lot all be, the way around. It might be more positive in the long run because they fucked themselves so hard on this. And this was not, like, what did they gain out of it? Not a whole lot. <laughs> right. So, yeah. <laughs> you really set yourself up for disaster. I, I mean... But this is kind of like what we mentioned. Like you don't steal, you, you don't see truckers, you don't see uh, steel shop workers and stuff. Because I mean, they have for one, they've been through this run and run. They have unions to speak on their behalf, um, which is mind blowing that we're talking about medical workers here, and there is no such thing. Yeah, but right. it's it's like in any other. <clears throat> let's say more or, or i guess uh less complacent industry you do that in what kind of price would you have to pay they would start up street right like shit would be <laughs> if they pulled this shit on people like that and i you know i i'm not supporting like what's more important than another but i'm just saying uh j- just because the times that this has come up in they wouldn't put up with that shit and they right, would really I mean, you, you see the same the same thing with just getting vaccinated, what people are doing over it. And it's like they put up less of a fight. I mean, like this is insane. And this is less of a fight than requiring vaccination. And that's like like that's something to really stir the pot nowadays. I don't think it should be, right. but you know, my personal opinion aside. Well, it's a, it's just another testament to how badly we need unions in everywhere you know because yeah in, in this particular situation uh, it it was the hospital who owned the, the hospital that that had the upper hand you know and it, it 
you're right. It wouldn't have been that way had they been more like, you know, the steel workers and the mill workers and the truckers and actually had union unionization. So. Yeah. And it's only because they've well, been shit on for so long that it even came to that point. So exactly. Right. I mean, but can you imagine like the early UAW being faced with an injunction like that? They would have burned GM to the ground. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, everything is so watered down now. Everybody just thinks that it's okay. It's like they don't know how to react. Like that's just. I mean, to be honest, I don't really know how to react either. Besides, you know, like a a couple of cocktails through a couple of windows or something. But that's (laughs) what's that really going to win? Anything overall? No, like when I fell the other night, like she was talking to me about asking him about a workers' comp, and I was just like. I really do not need to add this fight to the list of my problems, especially because, like, I don't feel bad anymore. Like, it still hurts a little bit, but it's going away. Like, I can tell. But it was funny because I walked in, like, the next time he saw me, he was like, do you need to file a workers' comp complaint? And I was like, I've never had an employer ask me this before in my life. But but I was (laughs) to ask. So I'm not judging anybody that is hesitant to ask because it's very much like, do I need this money right now? And am I happy because they're nice people and they're not dramatic? Or do I want to start some shit? Because that's just how it is. Luckily, he's not like that. So he actually showed that to me without me asking. But right, 99% of the time, that does not happen to people. Right. I would well, say that workers used to take it into their own hands. You were both talking at the same time. I didn't know yeah. That. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, like, uh, it, at least take him up on the offer to get the exam covered to, like, get an MRI and stuff. Well, and well I told him. Like that on your tailbone. Can I told him. Well, I fell, I fell on my ass cheek, not my tailbone. I know how to fall on my butt. uh no uh but so nothing everything's fine i didn't fall on my tailbone well i mean even there's honey any any impact on your ass there can blow out a disc it doesn't necessarily have to be on your tailbone itself it feels okay though but I told him if I was lifting, but I stopped the whole liquor store today and I didn't have a problem. Okay. I don't want to fall again, though, because I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah, no, no. I got lucky and that's it. But no, that's what I'm saying, though. It's funny because, like, I mean, you can have, like, you can be in the medical field and people still don't let you take medical leave or give you workers' comp or, like... If we try to take your employment from you while we're in the middle of a pandemic still like right. a friend of mine he had to uh he finally got to use this vacation and they put him on call over his vacation like that's not how that works at all like that's uh <laughs> like like at all that you can just come in and run an overnight shift for somebody on your fucking vacation. Accidents happen to all of us throughout our lives, no matter what it is. I just can't imagine why this is something that we act like is something 
that should derail your entire life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and this is why, you know, back in the olden days, they were like, hey, boss, you're going to pay us more money or we're going to burn the factory down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And unfortunately, yep. I think that's well, what, and I mean, that's the thing. Maybe the bosses need to be reminded that the reason that we came up with the whole idea of unions was because the alternative was dragging them out into the street and beating the hell See, out of them. But our problem is yep. that we Burning have too down. many cocksuckers. <laughs> True. I was gonna say bootlicker because it's pretty much the same, but it's more graphic when you say cocksucker. And they just (laughs) suck the dick. That's all they do. They just suck the dick and they don't realize that I mean, honestly, people don't realize this in their own personal relationships. They don't realize it's a dick when you in their own personal relationships, they don't realize it. And like that guy is mean to you, that girl is mean to you, your friend is a piece of shit, your boyfriend's a piece of shit. Like and people just don't listen. They don't care. And, and so why are. they're normalized in their personal relationships. And so then whenever it gets outside of that. And so then they call some girl crazy because she's like, bye. And they're like. <gasps> <laughs> we all normalize taking shit as like a strong attribute. Yeah. And yeah. And that's part of the yeah. But no. So it starts at home and then it like. Right. It conditions you to it. Straight the fuck up. It's psychological conditioning to accept and just expect to be treated like shit through life. And it's like, when the fuck did this become the norm and why? Come on. Oh, I think that I was just, just so like strong. a long time when I was a kid. Like I was just reading some book and I didn't want to talk to anybody. So now it's like I don't need you. I'll just leave right now. I don't care. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, no, really. Human interaction? I can take it or leave it. It doesn't really matter. Well, I told my boss earlier today that I'm like, look, I I, I get it. But if they're going to start requiring us to show up in person, I'm like, I'll tell them to fuck off. He works for a healthcare company. <laughs> yeah. And they have in-person meetings. I was like, I'm not going to burn you guys, but I'm not going to put up with this shit. I, I'm, I'm like, if you guys are going to require me to show up in person, I'll work for oil and gas, which was the whole fucking reason that I left those bricks. And like, they're they're not paying to be competitive. It's like, if they want to flaunt and demand. I mean, that's what we're taught we in what we school do, anyway. Get into healthcare money. in some kind of way, whether it's tech or whether it's physical like right there like there is no competition for that that is literally where you can make money and there was no right answers to anything i said (laughs) right uh john said and and this is pretty on the nose i think each generation is born into the reality and accepts it as normalized Mm -hmm. it gets worse every generation and we just expect it like yeah this is normal this is great yeah like the meme so with the dog the bar on fire, like this is fine. Yep. So what do you think it is that uh, brings people to this point and how can we replicate it? 
You don't think replicating it's the issue? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's a couple of books that might have some answers that we're looking for here. And they're, uh, the, the two that I'm going to mention are both written by Vladimir Lenin. Revolution. Um, and that was the second one. I was going to say, what is to be done? To be and done. state and revolution. <laughs> yeah. Yep. How long are those? Because now I have um, now I have a thousand page book to read that my mom did not send me. Well, <laughs> no, one, no one buys me books. No one ever buys me books. No one actually books. has. No. Okay. So like only my mom passive aggressively <laughs> buys me books. And then also when I'm talking to like a bunch of people at once, sometimes like I just zone out because I'm just like, there's so many people talking and I don't really know when I'm supposed to be there. And so like, I forgot that we had that conversation. And but like, I think that you're the only person that has ever actually bought me a book in the like longest time. Well, I hope and you so it. it's all no, and so now I I will make that one a priority. But I like I just no one ever buys me books except for my passive aggressive mom. And but, but look at what's caused most upset. I like, usually just choose what I, I'm like. No, that sounds exactly like what the train I'm on now is. And so like people don't buy me anything because they don't know where I'm at. Like, and so no one's ever done that for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought it was like, especially with the Bible verse, it makes sense now looking at it flipped. But like, I was like, <sighs> so it is a cringe moment. And it, it's supposed to be a cringe moment because it's kind of setting the premise for the Christo-fascist abuse that happens. But in yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to go off, but I want to listen to these two by Lennon. And then also I bought, um, Protestantism and the Spirit of Capitalism today by Max Weber. And so it's only 132 pages. And so I was wondering how long these two from Rob are. State and Revolution is 163 pages. Uh, But chapter seven, chapter seven is only that long because the October Revolution happened and he had to stop writing. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say three hundred, but I I I knew it was short. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and I mean honestly, the the communist. If you need a short book to kind of dive, well, you're already probably deeper than the Communist Manifesto. Communist Manifesto. Yeah, that's only thirty nine pages. The Communist Manifesto and State and Revolution have something that's very much in common with them, though. It's short enough that you won't be able to take it in if you were to get like an audiobook of it i can tell you that from personal personal like i've done both and i got way more out of it when i actually read it than when i listened to the audiobook in both cases i agree with you but my solution usually is to read it along with the audiobook that's a good yeah. idea that's what we did um actually for state and revolution we did that with zach and you know we were reading along with the audiobook and pausing for discussion and stuff um so honestly if, if you don't have that book on hand and want to check it out you can go to zach's is it his twitter account rob um, I believe it's his YouTube. I don't know. Um, I can 
put his link tree in the comments. L I N K. Either way, at bread.ee slash bread underscore theory. There we go. Don't forget the underscore. Yeah, that whole series is on there if you guys want to check that one out. Um, for check out his other streams too. Yes, he's got a bread lot of theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah bread he's uh, if you can't tell by the name, he's more of an anarcho communist than a Marxist Leninist, but um, he's a good dude and he's <laughs> he's got a good head on his shoulders. There's hope for me, yeah. I promise that one day I might. I might become a full-on communist instead of in an an ancom. <laughs> to be fair, I though, it, thing, it, I can't it. remember where now, but it says that technically all communists are anarchists because they believe in the collective yes. uh, cooperation but, yeah. that is only individual and mental or something. To that effect, I don't know the words. I'm paraphrasing. Um... The anarchism is only the highest level of communism. They're the same fucking thing. The whole goal with communism is to eventually dissolve the state. And Lenin lays that out beautifully in State and Revolution. Um, that it only needs to be in place for long enough to be in, in that instance, also a, you know, dictatorship of the proletariat, a government that is actually of the people and accountable to the people. Um, and it is only to be in place long enough to protect the revolution from capitalist forces trying to overthrow it. Um, once people are all on the same fucking page with this is literally what we need to do to improve life for all of us and everything on this planet, then, okay, we can dissolve the fucking government body itself because we'll be at a point where people are like, okay, we've, we've found the ability to actually fucking communicate and collaborate to make. Yeah. And, and I mean, to piggyback off of that, the reason the USSR never dissolved, uh, well, at least not in that context is because the entire existence of the USSR was faced with, uh, Exactly. It was faced with uh, outside pressure from Western um, powers the entire time. Yeah, it, it, it's because everything around it was not communist. So it couldn't, it couldn't, you know, dissolve itself. It, it, it always had to be in the middle of a fight. Right. That's why um, I do like to come back to that point of this does need to turn into a global revolution. Because when you're completely surrounded by capitalist countries that are trying to impose that upon you, um, like what the U.S. is doing to Cuba with fucking sanctions, um, you know, you have no choice but to maintain a communist government to protect the revolution, to protect the people themselves, you know, and and you're in an uphill fucking battle against, you know, motherfuckers like the U.S., the fucking bullies of the world. Yeah, every time that they point to something and go, you don't want to be like Venezuela, do you? Or you don't want to be like like Chile or or any of these things. They always point to something that has had nothing but antagonisms from the largest imperialist in the world. One of my favorite stories is from uh, daminteresting.com. And they uh, essentially it was a bunch of technocrats. They weren't, I mean, that wasn't their goal. 
uh, at the time or anything. They they wanted they wanted a computer that could that could manage people stuff, manage resources. Uh, it was meant to enhance government, mm-hmm. and sure enough, that thing by itself was slaving away against the CIA, rerouting truck shipments while they were fucking with everything, uh, with uh, Pinochet and and, <laughs> and uh, everybody trying to tear shit up. Yeah, early seventies, and it's such a good read. That's wild. I'll have to look at that. <laughs> I get. I can send it out. Hell yeah. yeah, you can send it to me and I can send it to y'all. Word. Yeah, that's, that's, really that's, good that's based. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, uh, it that's really kind of what we're stuck with when it comes to the duopoly here. You know, on, on, on one side, you've got somebody who wants a theocracy. And on the other side, you've got a pair of pantsuits that's, you know, talking about you know, breaking breaking glass ceilings and is basically just a technocratic nightmare. So it's like which one do you go with, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing too, is the comparison between it like I just I try to avoid using labels because you're kind of you're gonna have somebody that's gonna shit on those labels. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it comes and, down more to actually communicating and connecting and explaining the concepts rather than just slapping a label on it because labels can be misinterpreted. Sure. You yeah. know? Absolutely true. Well, it's it, it's it's like when you talk to boomers and they're so against socialism, let alone communism, but then they'll turn around and be like, "Well, why don't we limit these these corporations from doing all this crap to consumers? And it's like, do you know what you're advocating for right now? But the funny <laughs> part is, is that they're the most relevant people to be talking to. This is what affects them the most. Social yeah. healthcare, anything like that. I like you. <laughs> it's like the cost is right on the doorstep and they don't. They, they fret to what they know. Right. Well, it's, it's hard to persuade any sort of, I don't know, talking points. And it's like, it doesn't have to be a battle. Back in like, oh God, it, it was a long time ago at this point. I think it was like somewhere around, I think it was somewhere around uh, Obama's uh, second term. There was this old man. I walked into Walgreens and there was this old man that was being literally dragged out by cops. And he was screaming, uh, uh, you tell that damn government they, they can't do nothing. You tell that damn government to get their hands off of my Medicare. And I thought, does he know what he's saying right now? <laughs> so, yeah, it was just the, the the oddest like thing to complain and bitch about. Healthcare is only yeah. for people that are about to die. Don't you know that? Right. <laughs> That's how we keep the economy going. (laughs) Isn't it, though? (laughs) Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder if that whole situation started at the pharmacy there, then. Like, maybe his fucking insurance got cut or something and wasn't covering one of his medications he needed to stay the fuck alive. That's what I'm thinking. That's honestly what I'm thinking, yeah. 
I just don't see how you can hit a rock bottom like that and not come out hating the exact right people. Like, I don't have, like, anger issues towards people that I don't have a problem with. And, like, y'all have seen that just in, like, group chat. I don't freak out. But I will freak out on the internet and then, like, lose a fucking month of posting. But, like, I just know where to put my anger. And so I just don't understand hitting rock bottom like that and being like, you know what? It's this guy in the bar's fault. Right. Like, what? Like, I don't know. So my, my stepmom pulled us both aside. And she's like, you know, you have to pay into Medicaid, right? And I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, I know it's not a whole bunch, but it's a lot when you're living off of Social Security. $108 a month. Yeah. To pay yeah. into something that you should already have. Yep. Yeah, you should already have it. Absolutely. Well, and, well and, no, and at that same time, like, whenever, like, my boss brought up me if i needed to file a workers comp complaint like he just started talking to me he was like do you have health insurance and i was like no and i was like at this point like honestly he asked if i had applied for sooner care which is oklahoma's um and so i give i was like yeah i've tried that before it didn't really work out i made too much money which was nothing i mean nothing and i still made too much money and i think it's because of my mom um this whole country encourages nepotism and it will let you i'll die on the street um but (laughs) but like uh but he asked me if i had healthcare, and i was like at this point like honestly i'm healthy enough like nothing matter like dental is my biggest concern uh Mm -hmm. luckily nothing bad has happened yet so far but like uh all of them do hurt because i have three of my wisdom teeth still but I'm yeah. just like, young people don't want to pay this much a month for health care when they're still healthy. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm 31. I'm not even in my 20s. And I'm still just like, I really don't need to do anything. I've checked up everything that I need to as a female body, whatever. I don't know. The amount that you pay monthly yeah, for everything to pay like three hundred dollars i believe it yeah i believe it and, and that doesn't even cover your your not not only your medication that's, that you that's have to just buy. A, that's just a month it doesn't even matter if anything happens to you or not right Sorry, and it and it doesn't go towards your deductible and so I, right. what the fuck? i told a friend of mine to kind of position it this way it's like uh well let, let's look at this as we're all just a bunch of capitalists. And it's like, okay, uh, what's going to give private industry more money? Socialized healthcare. There is so much overhead with doing this that if you, if this was not a worry from any of your workers, if this wasn't a tax on you, it's like you could give your workers higher wages, higher, like, is anything that's going to happen? Fuck no. But uh, like, is socialized healthcare would even benefit capitalism. Yeah, I, it's just not practical. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why yeah. I made the joke at the beginning of yeah, you're only afforded healthcare <laughs> when you when you're about to die. Yeah. Like. Well, and like what you were talking earlier about, you know, I, I that you don't understand why people will get to rock bottom and still punch down on on others and think that like it's others around them that caused it. it, it you 
you look at you look at even like the far right with their with their all their bullshit about the deep state and really what they're pissed off is capitalism and corporations it's the same thing that the left is pissed about they just call it by different terms and try to like mystify it to act like oh it's the illuminati but it's not <laughs> you know it, no it, no you nailed on the head uh walter masterson like the it's um little skits over this and it was depressingly hilarious it, no i mean i how much they fold on their beliefs or their per perceived beliefs yeah because like everybody's talking about civil war right now and while we should be punching up and we all know that we should be punching up they'll have us punching left and right instead it's like yeah. what the fuck? no i remember this time when i was like still all right with my mom and i was like working for her to take care of her dogs like it's always temporary because i cannot I can't do the nepotism. I'm like, yeah, I'll help you if you're paying me because I have to go a ways away. I have to drive down there to get there. So it's like, yeah, I'll help you. And if you pay me, that's fine. But I just don't buy into the nepotism business shit. I'm just like, I cannot stand you. Like, I cannot yeah. stand anything that you believe in, all of it. But, like, <laughs> there was this one time I specifically remember we were in the kitchen. Like, they'd just gotten home. And... He, her husband will always ask you questions and he really wants to know the answer to those questions, but he will never change his mind. And so he's They're always really asking me it, how too. much <laughs> I, how, like, oh, how, how you feel about Biden? And I'm like, he's still a dumb piece of shit. And they're so, they're Trump dick suckers. Like, and so they're just like, oh, I knew I liked you. And I'm like, I told you this a thousand times. Why do you have to suck my dick every single time I see you and pretend that we're bonding? Because we're not. We're not bonding. Like, right. I mean, he's not a mean person or anything. But I'm like, if this is what we're bonding on, we're not bonding. So I <laughs> showed them this meme, though, one time. And it was like, it was Obama. It was, I love those Obama-Biden memes. They're my favorite. Oh my yeah, god, right? When they were going out, when they were going out, those things were hilarious, especially like the acid tripping one. And they were letting Trump if they were like we put like acid in the I don't remember. Oh, the, they were the, the one best, about the edge sketch. I, yeah, I, I can't I have to find it now because those were the best memes ever. But so I saw another one and it was like it was Biden looking at Obama like this, and he was like, Did you hear? Everybody wants to have sex with me. And by and then Obama is just like, that's not what fuck Joe Biden means. <laughs> and, so, and so I showed this oh, to them no. and my mom started giggling because like she normally is just like, Don't say fuck in my house, but this one it was allowed. And so it was allowed, yeah. Unless it's against <laughs> something I hate, then it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, anytime I accidentally say God damn it or Jesus Christ, they lose their shit. And it, that happens. And it's funny because actually when I'm employed at a place, I don't lose my tongue. But when I'm at my parents, I'm just like, fuck. Or I'm like, God damn it. And they're like, oh, no, you took the Lord's. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Check this out. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this before. 
Yeah. Is that, is that a woman on her deathbed from COVID? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Precisely. Yeah. Way, oh, yeah, yeah. Our pictures are, uh, our videos are in the way. There we go. Natalie is totally correct. Uh, she says there's money in sickness, not preventative health care. And fucking A right. That's exactly the problem. <laughs> um, also, actually, I should bring that, that screen share back up. I found out that uh, we have a new badge for you know our followers. And uh, Natalie has been a follower of For We Are Many for over a year. Based. Yes. That's fucking awesome. Anniversary yeah. badge nice yeah so uh thank you for putting up with our shenanigans for the last year <laughs> participating in them because <laughs> she's also been a, a member of our staff here since almost the very beginning it didn't take her long to join up <laughs> that's true that's true mm-hmm. how do so i get my shadow band badge <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, there, Nate. It's just in the shadows. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a badge only you can see. It's not on display for the public. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just how it goes. <clears throat> well, oh, man. I thank you all for the time. I'm going. Yeah, to- I was. I was actually just going to say it's probably right about time to wrap this up because we're Three we're hours. heading towards a towards an infamous three-hour tour, which we said a long time ago we weren't going to do anymore. <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> and yep. yeah. See, now, John, if we I don't see my aging badge. badge. <laughs> That's why we need to let the pages decide what badges we want to give people, because we can totally give you an alphabet men one. Right, exactly. Are we leaving? Yeah, pretty close here. Burn so bright. Ah. All right. We're creeping up on three hours again. Sorry for interrupting. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> actually, I put I put in the comments no, I should probably say actually, it out loud. I saw that earlier. I just didn't respond because I don't know how to comment on this thing. So Carol, do you have a, yeah. a Twitter that you want to shout out or or a page? Who? Kyle. Kyle. Oh. She's like, uh, who? <laughs> I didn't know who you're asking. I didn't. No, I don't have anything uh, specific. I know I brought the damn interesting story, and I'll share that, uh, I guess, with you when I find it. I'm... <laughs> I have to find it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can post that to our page. Oh, cool. The videos he's always showing me is James Freeman, and who's that stupid comedian with the Trump hat? Oh God, it's it's sad that I have to say this, but narrow it down. Uh, no, the one that's always like joking <laughs> with the Trump hat. And yeah, yeah, like, probably Walter Mat- uh, Masterson. I know he's one of them. Yeah, so he goes up to like anti-vaccine rallies and stuff, and he's like wearing a Trump hat, but he's totally. So what is his name? Walter uh, Masterson. Walter, Walter Masterson and James Freeman. Uh, James Freeman is. Um, I mean, he's more of a, I don't know. He's, he's, he's more, more abrasive. I, I would, I would guess but it's, not, he, it's worth watching. Yeah. 
like sure. specifically for like cop reasons and stuff. A word. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. like, he might be like, libertarian. You might not agree with him politically, <laughs> but he specifically goes out and he deals with like messed up uh, precincts and stuff like that. So. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he he might like have some stupid political views, but like the stuff he does is completely <laughs> evil. At yeah, least absolutely. for watching on YouTube. So. Gotcha. He's actually in Tulsa. <laughs> I think recently it was him and another guy. They're actually at the uh, airport. <laughs> I guess they beat the shit out yeah. of some guy unlawfully, and so they were out there. And um, the the other guy, his um, he's he's out of L.A. Um, and they do a lot of kind of like partnerships, but like like mm -hmm. with all joint tasks and some stuff. Yeah, um, it's hilarious, but. Um, I mean, it's hilarious and it's good, but they, um, I'm trying to remember the other guy's name. I don't know, but the comedian Walter Masterson, he always gets people <laughs> to just admit to being communists, like even Republicans. And he's like, oh, so, no, I mean, he will get a Republican <laughs> to admit that they're a communist. And it, nice. it's, it's hilarious. Like, it's awesome. perfect every single time. That's my that. that's my kind of comrade right there. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I like, and so at first I wondered if he like really thought that, or if he just like got. So, but honestly, I've seen so many of them that I really think that he might be. Yeah, I just think like, that he told like, me no, that he doesn't say specifically, like, but a lot of the face. questions end up being, "You're a communist," and right. it's just that Republicans are. Just, the they're about. bootlickers and that's it. It's like you were almost there, but you're not. <laughs> like we talked about this close. No, and this I grew up close. with Republicans and they are this close. They're yeah. this close. They like bring up all the things and then they're just like, but I love that misogynistic fucking rapist child abuser. I love that guy. He's the best. And also, if an officer shows up at the door, give him a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> word all right good night everybody good night give good him night. a casserole give him a crasserole a crasserole a crasserole <laughs> a barrel roll make sure it says something crass on the top <laughs> as uh james said it's almost time for the music i know uh you know he uh looks forward to that so do i honestly um and i just wanted to give a shout out to sterling who did not make it with us tonight but uh he's the one that put the vocals on this track anyway we will be back tomorrow night with our uh dialectical materialism piece we'll be reading the the paper on dialectics by uh tom watts and um, hopefully Thursday we will have uh, our latest installment in the Revolutionary Left Book Club, which we have been struggling with lately because, you know, work, time, life, all of that. Um, tomorrow's episode will not be a three-hour tour. <laughs> it's <laughs> right about an hour on the dot. Um yeah, I, I hope uh, to see most of you back tomorrow.
once again, thank you for tuning in and uh, see you then. Wait for the bass drop. Yeah,